Yeah, so, you know, this is part two of the podcast. You guys don't need any introductions, because, you know, fuck you guys. It's <laughs> good, uh... What's up, what's up? Uh, NSO Cash here, Todd Overcash, and uh, love that intro. I, I've started a few streams <laughs> like that. Like, you know who it is, SoundCloud, rapper style. And uh, we were just talking about how conversations and, you know, topics should flow. And I feel that in podcasting, the number one rule should honestly be the same rule as improv. Yes, and... Because the moment you start to, you know, kind of show negative sides to switching topics or to, you know, segues that may have not been all together, you start kind of showing the the lack of structure or the lack of, you know, openness you are to some subjects. Like if we talk about planes and wham, we sideline it Don't hard. Don't even planes, Planes, man. dude. No, I mean, phew, jet fuel. And, uh, and wham, right there. <laughs> jet that, fuel. That's, uh, and that, planes. Damn, and wham, right there. That is a, that should be a segue to another thing. Uh, You've flown on a plane, right? I have absolutely. I have a funny story. Okay, about story planes. time. Thank you. Uh, so I suffered a concussion in March, uh, and I was actually unemployed for a month and a half. I from feel my your company. pain, man. Yeah, I'm I, still having effects from my concussion. I've met people that had like 11, 12, 13, or 14. Granted, most of them are like in labor, mm-hmm. so it's like they're you know I'm not going to say they don't use their head. However, they have openly said they don't do it. Uh, so I'm quoting them, not myself. It's not a judgment on my end, and. It's been rough. My cognitive, you know, motor skills were shot. Yeah. My reaction time, thankfully, is finally coming back. You know, as a, as a gamer, you know, I, I did the little handshaky thing like surfboard, what's up? Hang and Hang 10. And my memory is still shot the piss. But one of the things I had to get cleared for, so it was actually yeah, awesome. Flying. Yes. Yeah. I was unemployed for Blood a month. Clots, bro. And it, 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 I could have had a stroke. I could have, mm. I could have been comatose. Because I actually did fall asleep after I had a concussion. Never had a concussion before. Actually, you want to sleep now. Oh, do you? So, my concussion is I just bought the motorcycle. Okay. Like, winter just ended, but it didn't. Like, you know, the snow was melted, Whoa. but you still had to, like, wear a sweater. And I was like, I didn't even have my license. Oh, you were itching. You were itching. I was itching. like, I'm fucking riding it. Because I, I, I bought the bike in November. And it finally got delivered, like, a month later. I'm like... Winter's over. I'm fucking riding this thing. I used to sure. ride just around the like, neighborhood in negative like 10 degrees just because I was like, fuck it. I'm learning how to ride this thing. So I was able to go around that. I decided, hey, I'm going to ride the bike to fucking work. Legally, this is all Mexico. This is all Mexico, obviously. Okay, interesting. You know, different countries. And um, so I'm like, fuck it. You know, it's Mexico. Cop ain't going to pull me over. Just riding to work, whatever. Well, I go take the back roads by um, behind Tony's house, you know, fucking, uh, like, Cemetery Road. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to fucking idiot for doing that. Mm. I'm like, I'm going to warm up the tires. I'm going to hit the back roads, hit some curves, have, have some fun. Sure, sure. Yeah, I was going, I don't, I honestly don't remember how fast I was going. I was going pretty fucking fast. <laughs> and there was, like, a fucking really sharp fucking, like, you had to go, like, 35 miles an hour. Yeah. Like, turn. And... Not knowing really how to handle a bike that speed, being an idiot, yeah, I kind of just backslided, the tire came up, slid, got a concussion, had <laughs> texted my boss, like, hey man, I just crashed my fucking bike, he's like, you're still coming into work, right? Someone called off. So I went to work with a concussion, mm. worked fucking, it was, dude, it was hectic. It was so bad, just trying to think, I couldn't even function lunchtime comes around I'm fucking passed out 
in the fucking cafeteria. My manager's like, dude, are you okay? I'm like, no, man, I, I don't know where I am. Like, my head fucking hurts. Go to the hospital, like, yeah, you dude, you got a concussion. All that shit got cleared. Like, he's like, it's a mild concussion, but still. But, yeah, they're like, just sleep. So, yeah. It, they found out, basically, man, you want to sleep when you have a concussion because your brain's going to, like, help re- it's restoring itself. Science. <laughs> Ever progressing. Uh, my concussion, you know, I have two stories that I'll tag along with this. So, concussions I never thought were very severe. I thought they were just really bad headaches and or, like, migraines, kind of like migraines that you throw up from. And Yeah, it's bleeding of the brain. <laughs> yes, yeah. It is, it is the swelling and... And it, uh, it's just not fun. So whenever I heard, I heard a football player, you know, getting a concussion in, like, say, middle school, high school, whatever it may be, I'm like, okay, it's not that serious. But I'm like, dude, just take a break, you know? Oh, it's extremely serious. It, it, extremely serious. Especially so, in football. <laughs> yeah, so I am a, or was, a Division four, Division three uh, paintballer. I was switching from D4 to D3. I used to work at CPX. I used to as well. Uh, I, I was sponsored since I was 12. Uh, I knew the owner. Uh, and I, I, I loved it. And I feel, you know, still so much remorse for closing. Um, and I had, so I was a Dorito player. Dorito is a bunker that is, you know, about a, a foot shorter than mm-hmm. us. Uh, I play speedball or airball. Yeah. It is inflatable bunkers played on, let's say, a hundred by fifty foot field. It's not large at all. It's very intense. Yes, yeah, it's very intense, very fast, very, you know. It, it's quick and uh, Dorito players they're standing up they're crouching and he my coach this was a new team and this was the tryout and he was like I want to make sure you are coachable and I'm like okay um, you know I'm open to constructive criticism I'm open to that so he had me play snake snake is a only crawling position for the most part I'm crawling on my stomach I am diving into the position I am receiving the most heat on the field is essentially what's occurring and I was crawling, and I got so far, I was on their side of the field, and I did not realize that there was a dude standing right next to me. He had leaned over, and the mask for paintball, a lot of people are like, were you not wearing a mask? Of course I wear a fucking mask. And he shot. It looked like it was only once. It was not. It was a few times. (laughs) Dude, those things shoot like 15 balls per second. Yes. We are capped at Mm 10.5, but it was 300 FPS indoors so feet per second for those who may not know and that boils out to about 200 miles an hour or 190 like 190 point something uh, i can never remember the ratio anymore the fucking tipmans at cpx Dude, the rentals the, they, those they things hurt. were just shooting whatever they hurt i was actually in the tech field for in the tech shed for a minute and uh well one the maintenances on those guns are very minimal they just want them to shoot Todd, again what year did you like work there i work there Probably in 2016. Yeah, 2016 and 2017. All right. Uh, so before my time, but I swear to God, I've probably seen you. You, I, I was a regular. Yeah. I was a regular before that. I swear, now that you say that, you used to not have facial hair, and no. your hair was a little bit more bowl cutty style. Yep. I saw you. I had longer hair, yep. yeah. Yeah, I did I had see you. a blue fucking, the mask you lift up. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did see you. I was I'll always sh- working fucking Armageddon. And I played the shit out of Armageddon. I'll show you old pictures of me. You may recognize the gear. You may recognize the cockiness. Mm-hmm. You know, shit like that. And uh, so it was... Small world. Oh, oh I, it's so interesting how small it the really world is. Especially the paintball. It's yeah. so strange. And 
I, you know, I got shot. I called myself out. I'm like, that kind of fucking hurt, but I'm going to keep playing for the rest mm-hmm. of the day. I was getting a little woozy. My ear, my right ear, because it was on the right side, rung so hard I couldn't hear. It was as if a large, you know, loud gun went mm-hmm. off at a shooting range and you weren't wearing your ear protection. Uh, and I just kept playing for, you know, the rest of that day. My head was swollen to the size of, like, it looked like a grapefruit was trying to emerge from my temple. Oh, Jesus. Yes, I'll show you the pictures. And, God uh, damn. And, and I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm like, it just fucking hurts. That's it. And I went to work the next day. Now, one of the biggest things they tell you with a concussion, do not multitask. Do not focus too Don't hard. Don't strain the brain. Don't strain the brain. That's the, It's a beautiful phrase, that one. And I worked in customer call center. So that means I had two monitors, no joke, 26 or 27 different programs managing, and I was expected to take 80 calls a day. I was so nauseous I left after an hour, went to the doctors, I slept all day that day, and and they had me do a test. It reminds me of a DUI test, and they're like, all right, heel, toe, balance on one foot, this and that. I'm like, I aced that shit. I'm like, I don't got a concussion. Sits me down, they're like, yeah, you fucked up your head. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> never mind, I didn't do as good yeah, as I, I thought I did. Yeah, I MRI for mine. Yeah, I did uh, CAT scan, blood work, all the good shit. And... You know, I was then, you know, told to take off the rest of the week. The rest of the week became two weeks. And mm-hmm. then that and then I just said, Fuck it, I have enough money saved up, I'm not paying rent, I live with my parents, the goal is to buy a house. I'm fucking quitting this job. I'm like, I'm not this job, I hate it and I'm not going to I learned a lot from it. I'm never gonna say, you know, I I didn't get anything out of it. It was just not my job. <laughs> I said I'm I'm not gonna risk life and limb for it. And it was convenient because I couldn't get, using all my sick time, I couldn't get the vacation time to visit my grandparents in Arizona following three weeks after my leaving of the company. Mm-hmm. I went. I got cleared for air travel. Now, the only issue I had with air travel was, I believe it was American that we took. I don't know what fucking race car pilots they're putting into the cockpit of 747s for American. This bitch tried to do 500 down the fucking runway for takeoff. It was so rough. That, that sounds so much fun. It was. Oh, it. It probably would have been fun any other time. Like I've I've flown planes. Yeah. And dude, it is flying is the greatest thing in the world. I want like to. Like when you're actually when you're the pilot. Yeah. There's a whole story behind that. We'll get to. Sure. But you finish your story. Oh, man. absolutely. Yeah. No, you keep that in pocket. Um, and it was so bad that there was so much pressure in the cabin. It, I felt it squeeze my head. And I was in the middle seat. Uh, mm-hmm. American planes mostly have three seats on per side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was in the middle one. I was not the aisle nor the window. That I physically leaned forward and hit the chair or the seat in front of me. Jeez. And I was so afraid that, you know, I think I was flying out of Midway. I prefer Midway. I don't like O'Hare. Yeah. Uh, I was afraid because this happens most of the time at Midway that they had to they bank hard right or hard left to get into their air lanes. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time it's autopiloted, you know this and that. And I was so afraid of them banking because I did not have the the power to stop myself from hitting the person next to me or yeah. like landing on them. I'm like I'm about to get into a fight with another Chicagoan because they're not gonna like that. I uh, that their fucking kid is leaning on them. And I just was not having it. And then in that same trip, I flew Frontier back. Now Frontier and Spirit are, was it the Greyhounds of the of the sky? It is the <laughs> it is the it, they're the cheapest flights to get. I'm never one to complain about other people, you know, like, and how they behave. But 
there needs to be a class given in school about airplane etiquette because holy shit, I'm never flying Frontier again. Jim I am, Jeffries has a real good one. Does he really? Is it Jim Jeffries? Yeah. How, uh, like, person in the middle gets fucking both armrests, person on the right usually gets the window, and the other person gets a little extra room in the fucking uh, the aisle. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, it, there's so many, like, little aspects that can make it easier, mm-hmm. um, but fucking on the way back I was flying Frontier and we and like they they delayed it three times or something like that thank god I had you know data and I just toss on data and I use it for my laptop's mobile hotspot and Mm -hmm. I just let my little sister watch Incredibles while I you know try to get some shut eye behind me is this kid that's so fucking loud I wanted to drop kick him he's playing with his little brother or or older brother playing a little brother it's the little brother that's being annoying I had no quarrels with that but the kid's fucking so number one thing you'll see is don't let a kid run with shit in their hands, run with shit in their mouths. Don't let a kid laugh too hard or start roughhousing while there's food in their mouth. This kid started choking. No Heimlich was per- <laughs> this kid was I mean I and I saw it coming too. I like he his back was or his back of his head was towards me, but I could totally just see that piece of food, they just ate a pretzel whatever it may be, totally clog his throat. Uh, <laughs> skip 15 seconds if you're queasy. And uh, no Heimlich was performed. No, this mother kind of like hits him on the back and the immediate human reaction is to gag and throw up whatever is in it. And she puts out her she cups her hands oh. as if she's waiting for the piece of bread at church and mm. lets the kid throw up in her hands oh. rather than giving the Heimlich. And I swear I felt just as nauseous as when I first got the concussion. God damn. It was so fucking disgusting. Oh, chunky a bit. Too. Uh, a little, little bit of and, and I pray to God that she washed her hands because I don't know if she did. That's disgusting. And it was so fucking gnarly, and I'm, and of course my, I'm not queasy. I'm not anything. You know, usually I'm I'm pretty okay with things. I feel dressed yeah. dear. I'm okay with it. Letting a little child throw up in your hands instead of just saying, "Hey, little fucker, stop laughing so stop playing with them while he's eating. Finish your little apple yeah. slices or whatever, and then get right back to it. We're all bored. You know, it's a three hour wait process." But, no, you let the kid choke because you're a shit parent, and then you fucking let him Hey, man, hey, hands. man, how dare you judge her? You know, uh, she's, she's a single parent. You don't know her life. Oh, my. Uh, from this situation I was looking Dogs at... Dogs do not raise your kids. You're being a, uh, a shitty I, parent. Yeah. From this situation, there was no reason for... The mom wasn't preoccupied. The kids were getting along perfectly fine. Just tell the kid to stop fucking eating while laughing so hard because this kid was cackling. It's like kids just chew with their mouth open. You gotta nip that in the ass quick. Just gotta smack them real yeah, hard in yeah, the face little, to learn real little, quick. A little bit, a uh, little boop boop, and that's it. And that boop boop was a, a, it was a side swipe. So I slapped, and then with the other side of my hand, I slapped again. Um, well, here I'm gonna put a pin in punishing your children for an opinion. An opinion. Tell me about flying. Uh, well, I'm gonna guess it was a single engine plane, was it? Yeah. Okay. So it was at Lewis University. Oh, okay. Uh, my dad. So, oh, the story goes back to... So my grandfather was trying to get his pilot, uh, personal pilot's license. Unfortunately, that didn't work out. Sure. He passed away when I was younger. My condolences. And, you know, my dad was like, oh, you know, I'd love to fly. My dad got was into that. So, you know, my mom got my dad a, uh, a uh, lesson. Okay. So I went along with... Because I also liked planes, too. 
And uh, we did that. <laughs> My dad doesn't like the story because he didn't do so well. <laughs> so then I'm like, oh, man, that's cool. I want to go do it. So then for my birthday I got a fucking to go fly and you know I do all the stuff I take off he's like okay you're control man fly the plane hands off I'm flying this fucking plane yeah around fucking above Romerville Joliet I'm like holy shit this is crazy man looking at the instruments doing pretty well he's like have you ever flown a plane before I'm like no this is my first time ever he's like you're a fucking natural <laughs> dude the, the confidence of that and just soaring for the fucking air. Insta-boner. Insta-boner, man. And especially, like, the band... Obviously, I was that good where he's like, okay, so we're going to do something. He's like, start going up. Flying up, right? Getting up there. He cuts the engine on me. It's like, start that bitch back oh, up. So, we're starting. Now we're God. falling. Yep, you're falling back. My mom's in the back freaking the <laughs> fuck out. Like, oh my God, we're going to die in Austin's flying. <laughs> this kid doesn't know how to fucking fly. We get the engine back up. Fly, go back for like it's like an hour flight. Do that, come in for the landing, and he's like, "You gonna be able to handle this?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." I'm lying. I'm like, I I I don't know how to land a plane. So he myself. talks me through it, and I'm coming in fucking sideways, man. I'm like, oh shit! If I balance it out, land perfectly fine, dude. If you have the ability to fucking fly a plane. Go fucking take a lesson. Do it. It is. And you knew such at that moment sense. you deserved the Top Gun Tom Cruise role. That, Indeed. That is being. Indeed. And that, that is why I am. I'm in it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's a Fuck Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if only. If only. <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. That it, is awesome. It was awesome. I was gonna go to Lewis University to be a pilot, but then I started learning about the lifestyle and I. They live just, in poverty until they make a good job until they land a yeah, good you're job 10 15 years in yeah you're fucking you're flying every day for six months and then you get like a month off and like that's for fedex and stuff but once you know if you're like 50 years in yeah you fly once and you're making so much fucking it's money. so much money but you have to hit it's one of those that it's time you're exactly but the, again the thing is the industry really needs it because all these people are fucking retiring we have a fucking lack of pilots but it's so much schooling and so many hours, and it's really expensive to fucking get into. But the payout after you put in your time, it's worth it. it, it companies need to take initiative on themselves and start hiring these pilots and covering their schooling or something like that just to straight up just to do it. But you know, of course, have them sign contracts that say you know you're going to be flying with us for this long. But yeah, I mean, if they're paying for your school and all that and your training, then yeah, you owe that company like five, ten years maybe. And no, I, when I first learned of that, I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, that's so shitty going for that long. And, you know, w- when you get to American, to United, whoever it may be, they make an ass load. And especially if you're, the, you know, you're not the co-pilot, you are the captain. I think it's like 200, 300,000 hours you need just to be a commercial airliner mm-hmm. I want to go just get my personal fucking license sure. just so I can just buy my own plane and fly dude avoid traffic just fucking exactly fly. Just fucking dude fly. I can just fly to Michigan like like it probably takes like not like an hour or something yeah, exactly. cheap on gas too it's single engine dude fucking flying's where it's at see man it, man if I can just be successful enough just be able to like buy a plane and fly just on the weekends fuck yeah Dude, that's good life. I just think about it. I'll wake up and be like, "What the hell would I do if I was 
born rich. I'm going to go to Alaska now. <laughs> if, if I was born rich and I had no obligations otherwise, oh, like, would I be streaming all day, every day? You'd be having a blast. You'd be fucking partying up, but you know what? You're going to be... You're going to hate yourself. You, you, you're going to realize you'll never be a self-made man because mm. mommy and daddy gave you all this money. You can do whatever you want. You ain't going to ever have to, have to work for anything. So, yeah, life's cool, but you're going to fucking hate who you are. I would, if I was ever in that position, I would probably be doing the same shit I'd be doing now, except trying to, so, like, if my parents gave me success, I would try to be more successful. Like, they gave me a company, Mm -hmm. shit, I'm going to be trying to make that company even better. Even though it's acclimating to my lifestyle now and it's supporting me now, longevity would be the biggest thing, you know? Think about if I had kids and they had grandkids, or just doing what I love, funneling it into a whole different thing. Yeah. Um, uh, what I was going to get to, you know, the whole punish your kid thing, uh, mm-hmm. put a pin into it. I am one of those people, and I'll explain first, you know, before I get the uproar on, you know, whoever's listening or yourself. Um, I am against spanking. Um, I, I mean, I very much so was. I was... I, I've suffered some hits. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that, you know, so that way, you know, mm-hmm. I, my family doesn't have a fucking criminal case by the end of this <laughs> podcast. Um, but the biggest, most effective thing that I feel that, you know, I'm proud of who I am. I feel like I'm a, I'm a decent mm-hmm. citizen and a decent member of society. I feel like the biggest thing you should be doing, my mother always explained stuff to me. And I took this from Joe Rogan as well, uh, is that... I, well, I'm going to treat my children as equals, but what makes me, you know, the superior is my knowledge. Mm. So instead of, that's wrong, you're going to get spanked, let's, I want to see more compassion. You know, you put that, you put, you put that child on a planet for a reason. This is wrong. Why? Because of this. And she always said, I do not need to explain anything to you. Because I'm your mother, and you should be listening to me anyway. However, I want you to understand truly what you did wrong. And I think that told me far more than ever getting spanked. Because getting spanked, gets it just emits the message, this is wrong. There's no room for improvement, and there's no true lesson learned out of it. There's only punishment. There's only negativity. There's only negativity surrounded by it. It's why it's like I I looked into some studies. You know, kids that were spanked, more often than not, have self are very self conscious. Yeah, yeah, self conscious, more prone to mental illness. You know, suicidal. Uh, you know, suicide. Um, I'll say, suicide. I want to. Th- there's a word for it. thoughts. It, it, it's like it's not thoughts. Tendencies. Tendencies. Thank you. I was I was gonna say dependencies, and I'm like that's not. I'm really dependent on you to to <laughs> end it all there, Cal. Um, Come on, I got money riding on you. <laughs> Do it. Fifty bucks for rope. Ten dollars for shotgun. Think about the rabbit or rabbits, and but I was always really big. You know, same thing. There's the last the last part, part one of this, and the last show I was on always about teaching you know a strong moral compass and empathy mm-hmm. and i feel as you know just spanking just yelling it it you know leaves the child inclined to hostility because they think that if someone else wrongs them in their life physical assault is the way to go to you know level the odds 
an eye for an eye, leave the world blind, you know, becoming the bigger person, teaching morality, you know, don't make a big scene in public. Why? Because you're disturbing people around you. You're, you know, you are seen as rude. And overall, if I tell you, no, we can't get that. It's for a reason. You know, maybe mommy can't afford it right now. Or, you know, you just don't need it. I just got you something of that. You should be appreciative of, of what you have and not always wanting more. And just like all these lessons that I that I learned um, was, I feel like very much so wraps the personality I have now. So whenever someone goes, you know, oh, they didn't spank their kids. That's why they grew up rats. I'm like, no, they didn't fucking raise their kids at all. They didn't. I mean, not only did they not spank them. But they didn't teach empathy. And then you can see in most people who are very, I don't want to say who are spanking activists, but who are very, you know, the only way I'm going to raise my kid is beating the shit out of them. Like, I'm going to tombstone yeah, pile drive my child into good behavior. I'm like, really? No, don't get me wrong. There's those brat kids you see at fucking Walmart on the yes. floor kicking and screaming. And they do deserve a fucking slap. Mm-hmm. But, like you said, man, that's probably shitty parroting. Yeah. It, it had to take a few things to hit that point, mm-hmm. to hit the tantrums. Because, you know, kids don't know any better. You are there to be raising them. And, uh, I, well, one of my psychology professors, she had been a psychiatrist for a professional and extreme health ward. Uh-huh. Very much so, the worst of the worst cases. And she said, slapping those kids is actually not the right way to do it. It's ignoring them. It teaches them that no matter what they do mm, in that situation treat kids like cats exactly they'll learn they will because you're not giving them it's attention. attention yeah positive or negative a slap is negative and they might cry even more and you know buckling in shows negative reinforcement for or positive reinforcement for negative behavior doing absolutely nothing is the best thing you can do as a parent in that situation Probably if they get no reaction, man. I mean, I used to swear as a kid, and I get hot sauce. Now I love hot sauce. So, ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you, Mom and Dad. I, I was reading... Funny thing about that, I was reading... I've been watching these videos on YouTube of reddit stories and whatnot and mm-hmm. like it's a robot voice literally reading line for line yeah, with these. So, uh, it, i mean it's a little it's weird. weird the it robot voice is throwing me off it i mean it's isn't not that the, weird you just like when you hear something not organic it just yes like, it, it even if strange. it's like really close yeah. like those automatic voicemails with the ai that sound realistic yeah but there's just a little like robotic thing to it and you're just like nah man it's, something weird about it it took me a minute to get used to but like instead of listening to podcasts i'll listen to like really interesting stories told on reddit uh, okay so like, you guys hear that here todd just doesn't support podcasts I'm, exactly it's <laughs> after i have no more content to listen to I'm i will resort to i love you um <laughs> and like it'll be like you know the top 10 worst behaved customers you've had in yeah you that's know, in a retail. big thing on youtube it's, exactly top and i'll listen to those stories it's reddit stories and one of the ones I listened to is what are punishments that turned into things you enjoy now? And it was... Oh, God. Oh. My favorite one was this girl who went... I went to Catholic school and I got oh, spanked by wow. nuns. I now enjoy BDSM and I'm gay. And I'm like, yes! Go you, hon! Live your best Take life. that religion. <laughs> Score one. And I, I, I just think that's so funny. Good thing this uh, podcast ain't fucking um, a family-friendly show. Oh, no. Because we get some real fucked-up shit talking about Oh, my God. Uh, What's that can... crossover there for? Oh, you know. So, wait. Shouldn't it be on the wall? No. no. It, it goes places. No. <laughs> it travels. It travels. 
But yeah, no, that that is my opinion on punishing kids is really making sure that, you know, one day they don't hate you for punishing them. That, you know, so many parents want their kids to come to them with mistakes they've made, you know, to correct it and mm-hmm. to make things better and to, you know, and they have good intentions in their hearts. Kids are very much so. Uh, you know, when born into you know, have and psychopaths, and they can be. They absolutely can be. Oh God, kids are fucking. Kids are. They are some brutal of animals. Oh my God. And like, like, I've heard kids talk to other kids, and like I'm like, oh my God, dude. We we just sang the that? song. We what like we killed Barney by a two by four. What was what was that? What was that song? How did that go? Yeah, something. Yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, some Barney that, song. Yeah, yeah, Jesus Christ. Exactly. I'm, oh, I'm shooting far. Um, but yeah, if you want your kids to come to you, don't fucking beat them for every mistake they make. You, they want to learn. They're oh, they're showing openness to constructive <laughs> criticism. Be like Red Foreman. Tell your kid you're gonna put a foot up his ass, but don't put your foot up his <laughs> ass. Exactly. And verbal abuse is a serious thing. It, dearly and truly. And I, I don't know what, what what's your take on that? Because you, I've actually conformed. A foot people. up the ass or verbal abuse? <laughs> no, my well, my opinion on uh, on punishing kids. Um, I've gotten people to sway because I've of been my... spanked a lot. My fucking grandmother had a paddle. The so. paddles, dude. Spoons and paddles. Fucking paddles, man. I laughed. I always when I got spanked, I laughed. <laughs> like you kinky bastard. It, <laughs> it was just like. And I don't know what it was, man. It was just because, like, I knew I was Trump in trouble and it was going to hurt. I don't... It was just nervous. It was like a nervous laugh. Okay. And it always just get fucking more spankings and harder. And I'm like, I'd laugh even harder because I'm just so nervous. And it just didn't end up well for my ass. There's a reason I have no ass. Yeah, it got flattened. <laughs> it got fucking flattened. No, my parents never abused me. But, like, sure. you know, they... I don't like, parents... I don't, dude, you gotta think though. Like, so our parents being raised by their parents and their parents, like from World War Two and stuff, like things were. It was times are different, man. Yeah. Like, your kid was out of line. You put that kid in their place. They learned better. And then you know, they get pushed down and down. Like obviously, it didn't work. You know, physically abusing your kid doesn't go anywhere. And it's not like my parents ever abused me. They never did. They loved me. But it's just like that's how parenting was. Like you. Your kid goes out of line. You you smack that kid. He goes back in line, you know. Uh, but it's not how it sh- you sh- your kids shouldn't fear their parents. And I feel like that's the biggest thing because now we have so many kids acting out out of sheer spite because of the fact that their parents are just so so shitty to them that they're not being the parent their kid wants them to be. There was uh you know I and you know again you know talking about expressing yourself, parents, kids. Um, you know, and how the fact that I'm proud of my feminine side and whatnot. Uh, one thing I've been looking at is, you know, the term, ref- you know, coined as toxic masculinity. And I've been looking as to what the variables, because there well, are... There's a whole, there's a, it, whole another like, podcast we can do just on oh, toxic absolutely. masculinity. The, the way I look at it is, you know, toxic masculinity is what we talked about in the previous part, where you're just trying to macho man the shit out of everything. But there's also nothing wrong with being a man. There's not. No, there's like, absolutely not. Personally... You need to be. We are men. Mm-hmm. We have the the wieners. Mm-hmm. Now, fuck that doesn't. I mean, yes, biologically we're a men, whatever. But to be a man means to take charge and provide for your family. And I am all about that. If fucking I had a wife and I had kids, I'm gonna fucking work my fucking 
ass off to provide for my wife mm -hmm. and my kids and make sure they have a good fucking life. Yeah. And when something's wrong, dad's going to come here. And if there's a bully, dad's going to deal with it. He's going to talk to him like, hey, stand up for yourself, but don't be violent about it. Or, you know, even if, like, let's just post-apocalyptic world, man, I'm a man. I got to go hunting. I got to fucking provide food physically, get food for my fucking family. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a man. And yeah. we, we should embrace being men. But there's also nothing wrong being feminine. Like, I'll do a face mask with my girlfriend. There's yeah, nothing perfect. wrong about that. I mean, we were going to go get our eyebrows done because these things are bushy and it'd be nice to look fucking good. Bro, mine are about to, like, go in cocoons. Like, you know, like <laughs> I, I don't want them to fly away. There's, there's nothing wrong about taking care of yourself and enjoying yourself. And exactly, and I'm with you 100% of the way. I feel as if guys should not be afraid to be masculine nor feminine, and the same thing with, with girls. They should not be, you know, afraid to, you know, you you associated hunting and whatnot. It's like, I have a sister. We we had her hunt. We had her fish. Uh, she loved fishing. Uh, and I feel like it, it's on as there's so many topics that we associate masculinity or femininity with that are almost unnecessary to do that. Because, I mean, it's like, there's no sex restriction to go fish. There's no sex restriction to go hunt. My biggest thing is that there's a sex restriction on emotion. And I feel like mm -hmm. that's being driven onto, onto guys right now. And that's where we oh, get... Oh, definitely. It's be a man. Men don't cry. Exactly. And that's where I think we get the toxic I masculinity from. There's a, I think that's also a big reason why the suicide rate for men is, is oh astronomical. God, it's, yeah, it, and that's why it's always so violent because it's you got to be a man. You can't cry. Men don't cry. You're a bitch. You're a pussy. And we men hold it back as much as we men can. Yeah. But eventually, like anything, we're going to break. And then that's why like there's a, such a big suicide rate for men. And I feel like that's the toxic part of it is someone being so macho, so provado that, you know, if their son or friend or whatnot express even the tiniest bit of emotion and you go, suck it up, pussy. That's exactly. The and that's part. a problem too is there's nothing wrong with breaking your fucking boy's balls, man. That's part of being a man. Exactly. If you can't handle it, suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> but on a serious note, dude, Todd, if you ever had an issue, you know for a fact and call me up. Even if you're in tears, man. Absolutely. I've had friends call me up in tears. Dude, she broke up with me. I don't know how I'm going to go on. And it's like, I got you, man. I understand. I've been there, too. You, Everything's going to be fine. And we men, we need to fucking be able to be there for each other. And that's the issue. You I, just don't want to be like, oh, you fucking pussy, you crying. <laughs> and that's the toxic part of it. And, you know, of course, same to you. I've always said I'm an open book. I'm an open door. You need me, I'm here. And, you know, that of course, that goes the same mm -hmm. for you. You have any issues, you tell me. And I feel like that's where it kind of comes into play is that, you know, so many of them were, you know, have been, so many guys have been treated so wrong, you know, regardless of who it's being, who is dishing out the treatment, that they just shut down emotionally. So you get all these guys that, you know, any sort of problem, suck it up, pussy, just deal with it, this and that, because that's all they've heard, so that's all they admit. And that's another reason why I'm like, don't spank your kids, teach them a moral compass. So when they know they're being treated wrong, they're being treated wrong. One thing I did to, one portion of my parents' divorce and whatnot that got semi-toxic, I love my mother to death, I credit her with a lot. You know, I talk about her constantly, and it's because I am proud of her. And yeah, shout out to her moms, man. Love my mothers. I love mean, them. I used to go shopping with my mom all the time as a kid. 
I mean, I wasn't going to school when I was little, so I'd just go to the mall with her. Mm-hmm. Spent a lot of time with my mom. My mom basically did a great job raising me, and I love my mom. Shout out to, shout out to mom. Say, and, and, I, and I'm here to verify that. Mm-hmm. I call you one of my best friends, and I'm sure you know your mother had a immense part in your upbringing. Exactly. I, I am who I am because my mom. And that's why I'm such a kind-hearted person. Oh, absolutely. And one of the the things I want to bring up was Love you, uh, mom. Love you, mom. And uh, one of the reasons what I wanted to bring up was with my mother raising me the way she did and giving me a moral compass to know when I was being treated wrong and to mm-hmm. approach it in a healthy manner rather than, you know, violently, is my mother expressed one toxic trait. And it was when her and my father got divorced. Uh, well, my dad's kind of a dick. Uh, I love him. However, sometimes, you know, he <laughs> can parents, be. Yeah. Yes. It, it, it's a, of course, I'm a child. Uh, it, it's love, heart, love, hate relationship with mm-hmm. your parents. Uh, and he can be. And so can everyone else in this world. I don't exactly. say that to insult my father in any way. If he listened to it, he may laugh. And uh, there was one point where it was like every time that it got into conversation about my dad, my mom would just nonstop bash him. It was kind of like the single mother attitude. It was a toxic yeah. feminine trait of, uh, I don't like to use this phrase, but my baby daddy ain't shit kind of attitude that she was emitting. And I mm-hmm. went, Mom, I'm like, every time we talk about dad, you bring that up. I'm like, he's still half of me. I still need to see him. I still just want to talk to you about other things. I'm like, I get it. It's frustrating dealing with him. You want to know who else needs to deal with him and you? Us. And I very healthily approached my mother and expressed this to her. And she apologized. She and, that was, and that's one of the biggest parts of being a parent and being an adult is there's no one that gives you an instruction manual about how to be a good person or how to be a good parent, how to be a good kid. It's, you know, you learn through situations that, you know, you encounter. Also, you gotta just, like, remember, your parents are people, too. Yeah. They have their own struggles. Mm-hmm. And just because they're... You know, our mom and our dad doesn't mean that mom has her own life and dad has their own life and they have their own personal struggles and I mean it's gotta be fucking hard to A have a relationship having one that's successful and lasts and then raising a family taking care of your children trying to work and provide for all that let alone deal with your own self problems and then when your marriage doesn't work out having to deal with someone and like oh well you're you're to blame. You're the whole reason this marriage didn't work out, and then just all the hate. Like it, it's, yeah. you're a person. You're you're gonna have struggles, dude. I I can swear to God, our parents still at their age don't even fucking know what they're doing with their life. <laughs> no it, one knows what they're doing with their life. Why is it? Why are we lying to ourselves? So many people try to pretend they know what's up. Why is everyone pretending that we know what we're doing on this earth? We have no fucking clue, dude. We're not even supposed to exist. Nope. Humans, we, this is not, human existence is not supposed to exist. This is just a weird fucking freak accident. That we happened. found fire and that wasn't supposed to happen. We were supposed yeah. to kick it. Fire, we weren't even supposed to survive, but somehow we found fire. <laughs> it, it's been one, like, coincidence, miracle after Life another. is nothing but one coincidence. And we are on a planet that is, like, the size of the fucking speck in Horton Here's a Who compared to this universe. And everyone just goes around. Dude. And finds little stuff to be proud of, which you should, and that pulls together the puzzle. They are the pieces to your life, and you may not know where you're going. That's life is you're what you make piece. it. That's exactly, straight up, what it is. But we're on a fucking rock <laughs> in some black anti-gravity space that 
what the fuck is it, man? Bro, we're in a simulation. We're, we're like, in... seriously, think about this here. What the fuck is keeping the Earth from falling? <laughs> obviously, obviously no gravity, but what the fuck is gravity? Bro, you mean to tell me there's a core, and this core sucks shit closer to it without actually, like, Dyson vacuuming the whole, like... Everything. Mm-hmm. Like, what? How does that happen? I'm just putting a song because my feet got cold. And, uh, and, and no, and that was one of the parts that I was. Like, it makes no sense. Was, you know, being able to, to confront a parent, correct a parent, and both of us come out better people after mm. the conversation. Mm-hmm. And since then, you know, she's been very cognizant about it. Um, you know, I hope she is. She's also very emotional. So I hope that she doesn't listen to this and she, you know, think, thinks that I think negatively of her. I, of course, you know, because, you know, parents are their own people, the, like you said. Your mom's said. a person, just like my mom's a person. My mom has been through hell and back and then through hell again and then back and then, like, thrown to the, the bottoms of hell and then finally <laughs> the boiler. rising. Straight to the boiler. Straight to the boiler, man. Like, like VIP lounge with the devil and is making her way back up. And you know, I'm that, so fucking proud of who she is. On all that, my mom is kids. finally the best version of my mom she'll ever be. And it, and it's just so good to hear that because I mean, there's so much that can go wrong in one's self discovery and one's journey. Dude, and like, you can have the worst life in the world, and there are people who have had the worst life in the world, and they're looking at themselves in the mirror, and I bet you they're either begging. God or whoever they believe in to kill them, like, please let me get hit by a train, or just want to take their own life, and, like, I know for a fact there are people that just look in the mirror every day and, like, it's not worth it, but guess what? It is worth it, and someone's always going to have it worse than you, and you know what? Even if you do hit complete rock bottom, there's no, you can't go any lower than that. There's oh, only up. Yeah. And people, you know, I know it's so boo-hoo, pity me, oh, well, I, you know, making excuses. You need to stop, step back, and think, if you have hit your rock bottom, there's only one way, and that's up. And I, I keep on repeating that part. But really, there's only one way up. And you don't even need to be in a bad situation to be feeling down like that. Like, I'll, I, I've been very open about this. I have finally, after 10 years of being diagnosed, I have finally got put onto antidepressants. And uh, we have good insurance. Holy shit, a bottle is only five bucks. If I knew I could feel better and not so tired all the time, so anxious, so... You know, just very down and blue. Every time I get done watching a fucking episode of Orange is the New Black, um, yeah, it, that show is very depressing. Mm-hmm. I, I stopped. I had to cut that shit out. Um, for five dollars and a pill a day, like a lot of changes would have been made very soon. And and it's just you know, taking the first step, get help, get you know assistance. Even because that's another that's another you know toxic masculinity thing is not thinking you can get help you know that's well, another let your pride there down. is a problem to that as well is that they just throw those fucking SSRIs out like candy dude. yeah everyone's on fucking antidepressants and I think there's another reason why there's so much mass shooting mm-hmm. is cause people are on antipsychotics that don't need to be on it it's called hey just go to the gym work out try that meditate like there's and like honestly I have depression and it is hereditary mm-hmm. my dad has it I'm pretty sure it just it's in our family and some days I don't want to get out of bed, and some days I'm like, man, 
be much easier just to put a bullet in my head. <laughs> be real good if I wasn't here. Yeah, but you know what? It's and yeah, maybe I should go on antidepressants, but I don't like it. Maybe it will change my mind if I get on like if I get the right one. But I work out, I meditate, I try to keep positive, I listen to good music. Like you don't have to be on antidepressants, but you know what? Some people do. And it is good. Some people chemically need it. But, I mean, with all the technology we have and the way life is and everyone's working these jobs, that no, we're not supposed to work a 9 to 5. This is not how life is supposed to be. No. Like we said, it's a coincidence. Years. We're not even, fucking, we're not even supposed to be here. Just like Dante and fucking Clerks. I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> And I'm with you there. One of the biggest things when I had disclosed to my doctor is I am happy with my life. I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm happy with the people I've chosen to be in it. I work out. I eat healthy. Or I, you know, I That's another eat. thing is what we do. We're eating too much sugar. We're eating a lot of sugar. A lot of carbs and a lot of sugar. Car- I love carbs. So bad. Love carbs. carbs. So oh, carbs are so good. Pasta, um, dude. Pasta. Oh. And I'm like, I eat. You know, a lot. I work out. I do. I you know. I have several hobbies. Maybe too many at sometimes, and and I literally be as active as humanly possible. Um, I don't give myself too many down days, but if I do, they're to relax and finally wind down. I'm like, I am just sick of feeling constantly dreadful. I believe it was Jim Carrey who said, you know, um, fighting depression is a struggle. But if you're not working out, you know, sleeping well, and, and amongst a few other variables, you are not giving yourself the strongest fighting chance. And I did that, and I still didn't feel as if I was 100% accomplished. And I'm with you there on, you know, there are so much, you know, shit that's overly prescribed. Uh, I trust my family doctor. He's really nice, very open about my variables. He asked a lot of questions, which is, you know, reassuring. And I got put on like 25 milligrams. So it's like very little dosages. I mean, shit, I'll snort, you know, 800 milligrams of Tylenol <laughs> because I have a headache. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't too much. He wants regular visits, very much so checking on me. So, I mean, there have absolutely been psychiatrists that go to prison and sued over just prescribing Adderall to the wrong person and letting that addiction form but i feel as if you know that's another you, thing man is a therapist there's nothing wrong with th- seeing it, a therapist exactly that's another one i mean i wish i would go back to mine it's just fucking trying to find the time i uh, i'm on a texting basis with mine so i randomly i'm like i haven't seen her in a while text her i'm like you open saturday yeah at this time all right put me down like that's it it you know you should be very very much so open to it. Not it's not going to fix everything, but and there, there you don't was, even need a therapist. Just have a best friend that understands you and talk to you, and you know, ain't gonna judge you. It was uh, what Tony and I do is if there was a particularly bad day or a bad situation, because we don't let bad shit like ruin our days. We, mm-hmm. we generally are good at carrying on after we release some steam. On the way home from work, both of us will call each other. And we'll generally, like, give a warning that the call's happening and go, holy fucking shit, and we'll vent about that bad situation or that bad day, and and then we'll call it even on, on life, because it, you know, we, we vented, we got it out, and we're A-okay. So I'm with you there. You really don't need to pay the copay if you find someone supportive enough to just listen. Or just find something that, like, like ground you at the end of the day, man. Like, some days, it's a shitty day at work, everything's going wrong, you're getting bitched at. 
and you just want to go home and grab the bottle of bourbon, have a fucking drink. But, you know what? Then you're kind of getting a little tipsy, and then, you know, your judgment's cloudy, and then you're like, eh, you know, maybe I'll do this, or maybe I'll, like, you know, you can fuck up your night. Or sometimes nothing. there's nothing wrong with a little beer or a fucking a shot. But you don't want to go in drinking a whole fucking bottle because you had a shitty day. One of the things that give me joy is after a long day is just coming home, taking a fucking scalding hot shower, melting my flesh off, yes. and being a skeleton. Being all clean, hey, that just helps right there. And then I love my favorite thing is to fucking get a nice hot cup of fucking tea. Tea's great. Tea's great. Fucking cup of tea, do some stretching, maybe hit up some yoga, and just go to bed. Do you know, you want to know a really fucked up fact about what? taking really hot showers when you're down? Is that most suppressed people love to take scalding hot showers because it reminds them of, of comfort in someone's arms they didn't get. Oh, fuck. Well, <laughs> Jesus. Hi. Huh. Mom, did you not hug me enough as a kid? Because I remember a lot of hugs. That was that was one of the biggest variables they found as to why it, it's giving them the comfort of being... I just like the warmth. I, it, it's the warmth of... Oh, I thought it was like my flesh is burning because I'm going to hell. Yeah, I mean, it's it, we're like, we're getting used to it, you know, we're getting... <laughs> Hey, uh, hey, saying you can't fucking uh, torture me if I like being on fire. <laughs> you can't, you can't spank me if I like being spanked. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, and I'm with you right there. It, my biggest thing is that you know, if because those medications they affect everyone differently, which is why low dosage, dosages. Be open, be open about the, what you're feeling. And I also feel like doctors themselves are so stressed out, and like, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call all doctors for what they are. They don't know shit. It's, it's a practice so, for a reason. It's so... Yeah, it's, it's, that's why it's called a practice. They're still practicing. A doctor... Most doctors don't know shit about nutrition. That's why there's nutritionists. Like, a doctor... Like, they're... It's like a mechanic. You take your car, oh, it's making the sound. So they're doc, they're going to tear apart that engine. We that tried doing trying. this. We replaced this. Mm-hmm. None of it was working. It, it's, it's... You can't go to a doctor and be like, hey, man, I want to kill myself. And then I'm like, well... There's five different medications that I can put you on. Try them. Tell me which one works. Like, no. You, they need to be doing a blood test, seeing, like, if it's legitly a chemical imbalance, and then, hey, take this. Oh, this this much milligrams. Or, yeah, hey, man, lose a couple pounds. You know, anything ca- can ta- cause depression, man. Exactly. A- excess weight, fucking a stressful job. And, and I feel if you're doing everything in your power to to fix yourself and to aid you know in your recovery and it's still not working i feel as if you should be open to being medicated but then you yeah, need to be open nothing, with if your that's physician. your last resort is medication and it works then by all means but just because you know work stressful or you know you're gonna fight with your fam- family or your girlfriend i mean there's it's, it's called life you're gonna be depressed, depressed. Yeah. everyone gets depressed there are days I don't want to get out of bed because I fucking hate my job. Oh, great. Hope my boss doesn't listen to this. But <laughs> He's like, me too. Yeah, Dude, no one wants to fucking work. We're not supposed to be working. We're just hunters and gatherers. We're not like caught up for this world. We're working these extreme hours. We're in paid shit. We're barely... No one can make ends meet. And no one wants to be here. This ain't a life to live. Yeah, this is the best time in life to ever live. You're not going to be attacked by a bear. <laughs> but it's the inconveniences of having no worries. That's really fucking us up. And, you know, you don't need to be on a medication just because you're stressed out. 
or you get depressed here and there. Just change some lifestyle habits. Try that first. But if you really, really have an issue where you want to die, then yeah, go seek help, people. Or there's the suicide hotline. There's so many things you can do if you need help. Don't hold it in. And that was the biggest issue I had was I was I was blaming it. On you don't it want to temporary. feel like a burden. Exactly. Did not want to feel like I am the biggest person on not being a burden. Oh, dude, I hate bothering people. Exactly. I will have my leg chopped off. And I will crawl to the hospital with a bleeding <laughs> leg. It's like, I can give you a ride. No, nah, man, I don't want to bother we're, we're you. You go good. back to yeah, your cell. I can leave work to pick you up. Nah. Nah, get man. Those hours I'll, I'll take my odds. Yeah. And and no, I, I was what I was doing is I'm going, oh, it's just a phase. It's just a phase. It's just a phase for 10 years. Yeah, that's, that's it's not a phase after 10 years. Yeah, it was a bit rough. Eh? I mean, the emo emo thing lasted 10 years, sure, but sure. Yeah, that, that was a weird phase. <laughs> And no, I, I absolutely encourage doing it. And then, like, I am being open with a whole bunch of my variables. And, you know, it's, you know, not to turn this into a medical PSA, but yeah. No, if you feel that's what's right for you, you know, what's the harm in at least getting evaluated? You know, just do an orientation. Hobbies too, man. Find a hobby. I do so much shit. I actually, I have stopped paintballing. I have left the the paintball scene uh, because of the fact that it was too much of a damper and it's really expensive oh fuck yeah it my is. gun at retail it's like a case of paintballs is like 80 bucks yeah exactly like we, we got ours we get ours for cheap but even then like you know it depends on the grade of the paint my gun brand new when it first hit the market uh, it was $1,800 and that's the Sounds gun itself great. then the tank is 200 then the hopper is 200 then the mask is a buck 50 and uh, That's for cheap, dude. It's like two, three hundred bucks for a decent mask. It's yeah, and if you want, you know, spare goggles. And, and spare, that that's not if you get a fucking automatic loading hopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the mods you can do a tank grip, fucking a bigger tank, a fucking shorty tank. I mean, Jesus. Oh, I love peanut tanks. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I love the smaller they are, the tighter I can get that gun closer to me. It's oh, I love it. I would just swing that shit around. Um. But uh, one series I'm going to be starting here soon, if you want to help produce it, I'd, I'd love to have Dude, you. Dude, I'd love to. Um, I'm going to be starting a series named My Many Lives because I've competed in so much. I've done so many hobbies. I've I've seen a lot of worlds is essentially what I've been referring to it as. So mm-hmm. it's like my life is a paintballer. My life is a pole vaulter. My life is a sprinter. My life. Oh, I mean, that could just be my life as a track athlete, but my life as... Uh, airsofter, my life as a streamer, YouTuber, uh, you know, audio engineer, like this and that, and just a few different things, uh, you know, as, you know, a, a temporary model, an actor, just stuff like that, a banker, an ice cream maker, you know, that was a good one, <laughs> uh, and just shit like that, just to really give a lowdown of, I've lived a lot of life, you know, at 20, and I don't think it's going to be slowing down anytime soon. Um, and I've just made it my goal to just experience as much as possible. One thing that I did that in retrospect is a little unhealthy, but moderately it is, is that when I was, when anxiety was really bad for me, I would do one thing that scared me a day mm-hmm. and be accomplished of it. So, you know, if you're that person that's scared to ask for a ketchup packet, and this is, you know, more for young people, but you know, you're scared to ask for a ketchup packet, afraid to ask a question during an important meeting, anything like that, fucking go for it because why? You're going to better yourself. You want that damn ketchup. Them fries are dry. Get it. <laughs> Get it. 
you have that question, chances are another person has that question. We have, so the biggest thing we have, and this was the reason why um, uh, bystander laws were created, is because the first ever murder, why there was, uh, there was 40 bystanders. And not the first ever murder, but one of the first murders that's like hit, I think it was in New York in an alley. And it was outside of an apartment building where everyone was home. And she was screaming for help. I can't remember what the fuck this case was. Screaming for help. But the bystander effect is that the larger group of people you're in, the less likely you are to attempt to stand out or do anything away from the herd because you're waiting for someone else to do it. And that's another thing that plays into anxiety, not to really you know, drive that course off the rails, but the same thing. You're afraid to do something. Someone else is going to do it. You're afraid to ask that question. You're waiting for someone else to do it. Be that person. Because the, the quicker that gets asked, the quicker you can get the fuck out of that meeting. Because I've had some that go on for way too long. And I just kept doing things that scared me. Now, sometimes I would bite more than I can chew, but I would still go through it. I'd still man up and go through it. But uh, that's one of the best things I can tell you to do. And, of course, in moderation. Because you'll feel successful. You honestly will. The, you know, the shot of dopamine you get after that and endorphins in your system is great and it's just one of those things you got to you know if you're not working out if you're not doing stuff that you know might put you on edge if you are not testing your own boundaries you're never going to learn them it's true and you know you as a person should be very focused on advancing yourself in whatever way shape or form and that's where you know we get back from part one a lot of people living their lives or Letting life live them rather than living their lives. Why? Because they get a job and they work it for the rest of their lives. They don't seek improvement. They don't seek other companies to see if they can get paid more. They don't seek to better their situation or to increase their resume. They they don't like change. And honestly, change is the best thing you can do in most situations. It's just do it according at your own pace. But you know, if you're stuck for 10 years at the same shitty job while... Like the biggest thing I tell people, especially young people like in high school and whatnot, is that my one buddy, uh, NSO Paris, is and we give him shit constantly. Why? Because he worked three years, and you know, and I'm not one to judge based on only that portion. I worked three years at an ice cream shop, of course, while working other jobs and advancing my resume. Mm-hmm. But he worked three years at a Casey's. If you don't know where a Casey's is, it's a little uh, convenience store, mostly found in the Midwest, that serves pizza and sub sandwiches as well as you know, is a convenience store. Man, they got some good pizza, dude. The taco pizza, no lettuce, extra Doritos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you had the breakfast pizza? I have. Oh, love it. The God. And he worked there for three years, and I told you, dude, if you apply to Pops or Portillo's, this and that, like they'll give you ten, they'll give you eleven. Target will give you thirteen. That's their minimum wage now. And I'm like, literally, you have something on your resume. It's so much easier to get a job once you have a job. Yeah, they look for. That's something they don't tell you when you're like younger. Is getting a job with have no job experience, you're fucked. Exactly. Like, how fucked up is it in this world where? You can't even get a start if, unless you already have a start. You need to, as a young person, and I did interview workshops. I'm a, I'm one of the best interviewees you'll ever meet, and that's not me, you know, being a dick. That's just me, you know. I worked very hard on that. One of the, my favorite teachers of all time did an interview with me, and he's like, "Yeah, no, out of everyone in this high school, you did the best job on this." Uh, because I was very devoted to setting myself aside from other candidates. Don't let your resume do all the speaking. There, there's a reason why there's an interview, and they don't just look at your paper and sign you. Um, and I just kept telling him, I'm like, I get it. You're scared. You don't like change. But you're getting paid jack shit. 
I'm like, you could use that job to get another job. Your resume by the time you're 20 is going to look like a fucking joke. I'm like, I started working at the age of 12, and my resume is pretty decently large. I'm very, very happy with it. I'm at 20, and now, you know, I'm a personal banker. And it's just one of those things that you need to be. No one's going to tell you. Your boss isn't going to come up to you and go, you know what? I think you should get a different job. I think that company across the street can pay yeah, you more. Yeah, they want you to fucking want give you your to whole stay life there. there. If you're doing a good job, the the old adage goes in America that if you do your job well, you can you get the chance to do other people's jobs too. Yeah, right? and not at a pay increase. And you know, if you're noticing you're doing that, ask for a raise, ask for that bonus, ask for a higher position, more responsibilities. Uh, you know, ask around, apply to other jobs if it's getting stale at one job. Jobs until you have a career where you can, you know, it, it really you can't move up from. You should be looking at different positions to better yourself. So, you know, I, I'm always going to be the lowdown at jobs, at banking, at shit like this, because of the fact that it's just like I know so much about it. You know, I've went to other banks. I see as to what they could give me, and uh, you know, and I decided to go with this one because it was just a smart move, and I enjoy it. And you know, no matter what you're in retail. You know, shit, I'm working at Journeys, but PacSun could pay me more. Or, well, then, you know, Route 21 is, you know, hiring people. And it just doesn't hurt to go to interviews. So that way you're getting interview practice. You're getting more more and more eyes looking at your resume. Oh, well, it's kind of lacking on this department. Now you know you should probably be elaborating on that department a little bit more. And it, it self-analysis and self-reflection is the biggest thing that you should be doing in life, not just in job fields. But, yeah, go... Go ask around. Look at internships. Make sure they fucking pay you because it's illegal if they don't. Um, Follow your dreams. Like, start a YouTube channel if that's what you're into. Mm-hmm. Fucking start a podcast. Write a book if you, that's what you want. Like, like, yeah, go ahead, get a job, get a start. But, like, if you're stuck in that job fucking three, four, or five years and you ain't going anywhere and you know there's no, like, yeah, go find another job or do what you want promote yourself fucking do what you want man you can always get another fucking shitty bullshit job so many companies will never disclose turnaround rates but at these low-end jobs there is such high turnaround rates and you get paid more for having experience make sure you of course you're negotiating never be afraid to negotiate your wage uh you know unless the one they offer makes sense then you're okay there a lot of times they're gonna underpay you they'll try to underpay you they'll try to save on labor it's a manager's job and so, you know, look for jobs. And if your business has hired two or three people while you're there, chances are another business has let go of two or three people. And that's openings for you. And, you know, just really use and abuse the fact it's an open market. It's right now, it is companies are making candidates compete for other people. And it's no longer candidates Candidates are being for, are forcing companies to compete for them. Mm-hmm. And it's such an ass-backwards market. Why? Because we're not educating kids on, on jobs. We're not educating them on interviews, on exactly. resumes. And the market will eat them the fuck alive. You know, you will be stuck at that job for the next 15 years. Why? No one's going to come up to you unless you're in a fucking movie and go, you know, I like your attitude. I think I'm going to give you a six-figure salary from this fucking cashier position. Have, if you don't have a drive, you don't need to make a drive. Then maybe you, you just deserve to, to work at that job for the next 15 years <laughs> of life. I mean, exactly. If you don't have that drive, find it. Because you know what really dampers someone's drive? 
not going for it and staying in the same shitty position. Like, oh, I don't have really an ambition to get anything better, but I hate this job. Make sure you hate that job more than you don't have the ambition to get another job because then you'll start despising that job. You'll be you'll force yourself to get another job. It's all a mental thing. You can turn someone who's not a hustler into a grinder by with a few different mentalities. And if you find the right thing, man, you'll put 120% into it. I mean, I, I bust my ass as much as I can at my job. I try my hardest some days. Every, you're going to have those days where you just don't want to fucking do shit. But if I can do podcast, if I can quit my job tomorrow, just start podcasting every single fucking day. And honestly, I don't know why I didn't just quit my job fucking yesterday. I should have just quit my job. I mean, the car's paid off. I mean, I just got the motorcycle I got to get paid off. Maybe, maybe that's what I'll do. Once that bike gets paid off and I have no more fucking debt, I'm just quitting my job and I'm going to podcast every single day. I'm going to promote my brand. I'm going to fucking do what I want. And hopefully that takes off. Because I'd rather yeah. put a hundred, I'd rather put my whole entire life and fail doing what I love, talking to people, having conversations, fucking having cigars, doing things I enjoy, reading books. I, if there's one thing in the world I love, and Todd, you may have caught on to this since I've known you, I love telling people new facts. I love informing people. Edis is like, oh, did you know this? No, I didn't know about this. That's what's going on? Yes, that is what's going on. It's fun. Like, it's... I will put all my energy into that, and I don't think I'd bitch once. I mean... But fuck Monday. The fu- yeah, fuck Mondays. It's 5 o'clock somewhere... Yep. Um, no, and I'm with you there, teaching people new information. It's why I know all this random shit. Oh, dude, uh, I could try, probably do Jeopardy, and I probably would, I wouldn't win, but... I'd maybe, maybe I want to close. go on fucking Family Feud. Yeah. I really do. I don't know where they handpick some of these, like, cave dwellers yeah. to fucking... What do you drink in the morning? Uh, uh, nah, box. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And... But no, I, I'm with you 100% of the way. And that's why I was unemployed for the month and a half. Because I'm like, instead of waiting to internally transfer, I'm going to quit this fucking job. I'm going to go to Arizona. I will recover. I paid off my car, paid off my debts. I'm like, I'm going to live. I'm going to live. I'm not going to let this awful job ruin my mind. It's my brain. Also, it's a job, not a career, not a lifestyle. It's a job. You can always get another job. It's... and. Honestly, the amount of jobs that there are will fucking surprise you. Wait, there's someone that does that? Yes, there is someone that does that. There's a job for everything. So you have those people, oh, I can't find a job. No, it's called, you can find a job. You just don't want to do that job. You're not interested in that job or you don't have the willpower to do it. I can can do any warehouse job I want. Do I want to do it? No. (laughs) I never want to work in a warehouse ever again. But if I had to, to make a living, yeah, I'll fucking do it. But I don't want to. Say you're – so this is going to appear more to my to my nerdy side because of the fact that, you know, gaming, computers, electronics mm-hmm. is my bread and butter. Say you're great at diagnosing issues on PCs. Uh, say you're great at diagnosing, you know, software issues, anything like that. Look at the plethora of jobs that do not require you to have a higher form of education. You don't even need to go to school. If you know how to code a computer – Done. Done. You, you have a life. You have a life, and it has full of potential. Go to local stores that fix PCs. Go to Geek Squad. Those guys don't even know what they're doing most of the time. They don't know anything. It's a joke that Apple geniuses get called geniuses. Yeah. Um, Did you try uh, 
powering it off? <laughs> yes. Well, did you stick a uh, paperclip up there and scratch the gunk out? <laughs> yes. Fiddled around. Uh, banks, we have IT departments, and that's a lot of benefits, and that's a lot of, and that's decent pay. Uh, ATMs, they need to be serviced, and they're all they are, just fucking computers. Um, cars, you may not be handy with cars, however, cars have computers in them now. You might be good with that portion. I mean, just the level of knowledge that you have versus to what you're actually looking to use it with in the market is fucking huge. Um, my one guy codes and does everything like that. Now he's IT for the bank and, you know, gets paid a decent amount. You get benefits with that. And it's all doing shit he was just doing for himself, his family, and his friends because, you know, it's just ample opportunity with a lot of that. And Fine position. If you don't have a fire, higher form of education, stack your resume so hard that you don't need one. That they look at that and go, well, wait. And, you know, really just prove your worth because, you know, opportunities, adventure is out there. And, you know, with that kind of field, it's there. If you're good at salesmanship, if you're a really good entrepreneur, I find myself good at entrepreneuring. 20. I'm a personal banker. I looked at becoming a a, a a seller at a dealership, at car dealerships, very, very competitive market. Uh, go and do some visits with real estate agents. I might be, you know, asking. Fuck, maybe that's something I'll get into. Hey, that's a good one. I'd um, love to flip houses, man. Oh, that, I, that's what I'm trying to market. do right now. Todd, and, let's just start a business now. Oh, let's a multi-glomerate fucking gaming, podcasting, house flipping. Thing. Yes. Dude, unstoppable. Exactly. Uh, I talked to Eric and he w- loves interior design. I love doing that. I hate going around uh, you know, these neighborhoods and into my and into people's houses and well, the the most flavorful food they they have in there is Wonder Bread and their furniture really makes sure that they live up to that standard. Yeah, Wonder Bread. Wonder Bread. And uh, and shit, spice it up with new floors and this and that. And interior design was something I wanted to take a look at. There's literally a market for everything. Like shit, you got feet, take yeah, pictures of them and sell uh, them on the internet. You got those yogis, dude. <laughs> I mean, I love yoga. I started doing yoga. Oh, it oh. has helped so much. Yeah, yoga is a legitimate thing. But those yogis with the fucking man bun, Jesus Christ! Oh, if- you already know I'm about man buns. Yeah. I oh. One day, one day, I will be a shogun with with a man bun, <laughs> trained in the arts. But th- those fake yogi motherfuckers nope. out there, I mean, if they, can, if they can fucking make a living doing just bullshitting to people, not knowing what they're talking about, you can find something you know a little bit, learn about it, and you, you can do great things with it. Personal trainers, they have the chance to make good money. Dude, personal trainers, you make a hell of a good money just yelling at someone, hey, lose weight, let's go <laughs> do this. If you like, if you're sadistic and you like to see someone in pain, become a personal trainer. <laughs> it's a good way to get off, because shit, that's all you're gonna be doing to them. Um, I mean, just look at horizons as broad as they really are, because, I mean, you know, with streaming and whatnot, I have exercised my voice. I'm now a caster for amateur gaming and CMG, and soon I will be on a contract. I've already signed. You know, it's just starting soon here where i'm literally getting employed to cast over gaming and it's a it's helping <laughs> let's just say my my financial status here nice and you know, it's just little shit like that you know you turn a you, you can turn a hobby into a career you can turn all of this shit into into potential it's just you know quit listening to your fucking parents go oh, there's no chance to do that and like they live in a whole different world you just need to explain to them and look yourself 
as to what the chances are. Because if it was up to my dad, it would just be, oh, you're going to go be an operator at a refinery. Uh, banking was never in his eyes. Real estate agent was never in his eyes. Interior designer, never. And it's because his dad was afraid to take chances. My dad's afraid to take chances. And shit, you know, things would have been very differently with it. You always hear people say to double down on what you're best at. Now you want to improve. No, you, want, you want to double down on your weakness. Exactly. Find your weakness. Jack of all trades, master of none, better mm-hmm. than master of one. Okay. And it's, you know, spice, variety is the spice of life. If, you know, you find, you find your true weakness. If it's fucking public speaking, fucking take a class. Learn to talk in front of people. I mean, come on this podcast. I mean, Say, like, better yourself. I mean... So chances are, if your fear is public speaking, but you feel so passionate and strongly about a great idea, chances are you're going to have to speak in front of a group of ex- execs and sell your idea. Dude, I so hate I hated speech class. Hated, I hated talking. Hated it. Yeah, here I am on a podcast where fucking I've had 210 people, total plays. I mean, I don't even know the true audience size, but all I know is 210 plays, so I've had people... Listen to me. This is the most anyone's listened, and I don't talk the greatest. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> like I'm not. That, I'm not. I'm with sm- you. I'm not a smart guy. I fucking jumble over my words thanks to the concussion. But you know what? Fucking judge me. Do it. Fuck. Cause fuck you. You're you're an asshole. If you're gonna fucking judge me for something, obviously there's something bothering you that you're not happy with yourself. But whatever. I'm doing it. I've had nothing but like good feedback. And this whole podcast is about just fucking me being myself, you being yourself, and you guys just being yourselves and, like, listening to this and being part of this whole thing, just living in a moment in time. Yeah. I mean, these are the conversations we would have at parties anyway. I met you two years ago at a Christmas party, and this is the conversations we'd already naturally have. Now you put it in front of a microphone. It might make your drive to work, you know, a little bit more entertaining. Might make those long filing hours a little bit more entertaining. Maybe you don't have a lot of friends. Well, we're your friends. We're your friends. I mean, maybe you're finally, you know, here's an important thing is maybe you have an idea or thoughts that you're like, uh, uh, I'm crazy. No one, no one else thinks this idea. No one has these thoughts. And now you hear this stuff and like, fuck, I think that same way. Okay, I'm not crazy. Maybe I should do something about my thoughts, or maybe I should, you know, find other people these thoughts, and maybe I should start a podcast or a Twitch. I mean, you're not alone, people. If me and Todd can have these conversations, you can have these conversations with people, make friends, or do whatever. I I have met so many people. I have learned so much from doing it. One thing I like to say is, I'm like, the dumbest ideas were probably the greatest patents, and... Really, I mean, you can't patent an idea, but they're they're a stipend. They are a staple to your style and to your signature. So, you know, chances are, if you thought of it, it may exist or it may not, and you need to be the one to drive behind it. I have ideas for a few inventions. Can I fucking build them? No. No, I can't. Capital. Capital. Um, but, the, I mean, when you get innovative, the issue behind it in the car current world is so many people start going, really? That's what you want to do? This is... Like the moment I said I want to buy a house, so many people were like, "Why would you do Why that? Would you you do should that? just rent. You should just rent." I'm there like, is there is some positive sides to fucking renting. Yeah, absolutely. But I rather own my fucking place. Why am I gonna pay someone 
fucking, especially in this era, a thousand to fucking like fifteen hundred bucks a month. Just for a fucking house. I mean, I'm not looking for a fucking $2,500,000 house. I don't need six bedrooms. I just want a fucking two-bedroom, one-bath, or a three-bedroom, two-bath house. That is all I'm going to fucking need is for me, my girlfriend, and maybe if we have a family. Like, that's all I need. An $80,000 house, I'm okay with. Because at least I will own it, and I don't, I'm not wasting space. Well, the thing is... Rent, rent, landlords are absolutely making profit off of rents. Mortgages aren't that expensive. A lot of people. I was can looking into more. it, man. Yeah, you only need ten thousand dollars for a fucking twenty five hundred thousand dollar house. Yeah, it's it's. You looking at an eighty thousand dollar house? Guess what? You only need like five to six thousand dollars. You know how obtainable five to six thousand dollars, and you have a fucking thirty years fixed mortgage. Yeah. It's doable. I mean, of course, closing costs are fucking retarded. And that's like six grand it's, right there. Well, it's actually estimated only three thousand closing so costs. So, what's up with closing costs besides obviously just robbing money from us? Sure. Uh, it is to pay for appraisers. It is to pay for inspections. It's a bullshit. It's um. Well, there, there's well, always I mean, inspections are very important. Yeah. So you're not getting fucked into like buying a broken house with like a crack foundation. Mm-hmm. So okay, I can understand that, but like. I don't know. The word closing cost just sounds like, what is that really going for? Yeah. I don't know. Too, I feel like, too, personally, too much. I, I looked at it as like, it's just a bank fee. It's just like, well, because, you know, I don't I don't. I don't well, it's because they're buying the house outright yeah. and you're paying them back. Uh, I mean, so that's, you're, they're getting their money. That's what the mortgage is. But yeah, no. And it, we already did an estimate on my on my payments and whatnot. If I bought a $100,000 house on a third. Thir- 30-year fixed term. Oh, you're looking like six, $700, maybe even 800 bucks a month. Exactly. And that's including taxes. Like You can have your own fucking house. For you can do whatever the fuck you want to that house, Todd. You can walk in there naked. You can fucking... I mean, stay away from homeowner associations because fuck those people. Fuck them. How dare they tell you how to fucking have your house. Yep. Besides that... You can have your own house. Why would you be paying someone 1200 bucks to live in their shitty house exactly. that they're not going to fucking take care of that's a piece of shit with dog shit everywhere just because you need a place to live when you can buy your own house when it's pretty fucking affordable? Three beds, two baths in our areas go for rental a month, and I think excluding utilities for 1200 and I've seen them as high as eighteen or $2,400, but that's like Plainfield, and that's really fucking nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's three beds, two baths. My mortgage payment is 800 so imagine the level of return that they're getting out of you. And if you rent out one of the rooms in a home that you own, shit, telling them it's 800 to rent isn't that big of a deal because they're so used to shitty pricing. Mm-hmm. So you don't actually charge them that. You charge them like 400 Wham, you split your mortgage right in half. You have three beds. Rent out another room. Have them completely pay your mortgage off of a very affordable rent for your roommates. Straight up. I mean, dude, if me and you just went and got a fucking house right there. Let's go. On top of, like, with our girls. Dude, and 800 bucks a month with the four of us. Dude, like, Jesus Christ, that's nothing. And, hell, with the price that I'm looking at, shit, dude. If we went, if we went anywhere but Illinois... Uh, it's just so much more affordable. Like the houses I could get for Texas, the amount that bro. I'm Texas. I'm I'm looking at Austin. Dude, yes, yes, they have. It's like the musical capital of the world. Sorry, Tennessee. <laughs> and no, I'm I'm hoping to go there in like February and whatnot. And I'd be okay with Colorado, Texas, uh-huh, sure. but I want to end in California. And everyone's uh-huh. like, "Why California? It's super expensive." But it's life's just. It's expensive because it's beautiful. 
it's beautiful and it's the way of life. They you ain't people ain't working fucking nine to fives in California. I mean, I mean, someone at work was talking about in California, man. If it's a nice day and someone has the ability to go surfing, they're calling off. So if you're from the Midwest and the metropolitan area like we are, where it's so work, 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 and you move over to California, you're gonna be so successful because you're just so used to just that work, work, work that you'll do great because everyone else is like, oh, I'm going to go surfing. <laughs> I don't know that. That's, that's an interesting Yeah, apparently they're really option. lazy in California. Huh. Not to offend anyone from California, but apparently here in the Chicagoland, we work harder than you do. That's because it's shit here. we got nothing to do. Yeah. That is... It's about it, really. It, it is work until you die is essentially the, the yeah, attitude we have. Up. That's not how I want to live my life. I want to eat fish tacos on the beach. Fish tacos are dope. I can't stand. And one of the issues I had with Florida when I went is that every fucking smells restaurant like a you fart. go to, not not even that, is every restaurant you go to, fucking the fish of the day is mai mai, which mm. is the fucking white bread of fish. And I'm like, I oh shocker! Con. I'm like, oh shocker! You got mai mai. I'm like, they fucking go. They swim into nets for you. You don't even need the fish. <laughs> Suicidal fish. They are they are ready to end it. I'm like walleye and cod. That's where I'm at. Cod, cod's like the white bread of fucking fish. Yes, yes, it is. Salmon, so good, but so overpriced. It. Uh, so I'm actually about to go fishing good. in Michigan here nice. soon. I fish for king and coho salmon. King are such pains in the asses because they're strong. They are physically strong. They fight forever. It's about ten to fifteen minutes of your life of actually fighting this fish while you're waiting in a honey hole. And you have to use the current against them. They're really good at getting under logs and forcing your pole to snap the line. It is a nightmare to deal with. Coho, a little bit uh, easier. But it's really interesting to see how hormones affect salmon especially. Because mm. coho and king, they, they go into these streams, the same fish. King stay in the streams while uh, coho go to like Lake Michigan in the, in the bigger bodies. And their bodies just morph into... Kings look like fucking barracudas. Like they are, they, they they'll fuck you up if you know you just fucking put your I mean, hand in their mouth. Environments, everything, man. Like you have a bear down south. It's a bear, bear. but you have a fucking bear up here, like, or even like, fucking Canada or Alaska. Dude, polar bears are the biggest fucking bears. Like there is something about cold weather that just makes fucking people bigger and fucking mammals bigger. There's more furry creatures. They fuck them up. They're an mm-hmm. apex predator. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fucking bears in Alaska? Holy fuck. I, whenever when I got... I went to go get my hunting license at, at a Bass Pro Shop, and uh, I was talking to the lady next to me, and she, oh, she was just a great you know, great person. And she's like, yeah, no, I'm getting my license to go hunt bear and cougar. And I'm like... Apparently, bear taste is really good. Is it really? Yeah. I'm sure it's like firm. There's a... Uh, but the Mediator podcast is a good podcast about hunting and stuff. Okay. Steve Ranella. And um, there's a story in one of his podcasts, man. And he was saying, like, there's a bear up there that eats these, like, berries, these, like, blueberries. And the fat is literally blue. When you cut this bear open, <laughs> it's literally, like, blue meat. And you cook it, it's so sweet. I think I know what uh, what what you're talking about. I, I never heard of the story. I never heard of that, but I do know of of that bear that yeah. eats predominantly fruit and blueberries. That's interesting. Uh, but I was like, man, I want to hunt fowl and 
deer. I want to get some elk. That'd be fucking. We awesome. say we have a giant elk antler over our over our TV, and uh, it it is expensive to charter up I'm there. I'm supposed to. Be, I need to be taking my uh, hunting class actually. Fucking sometime soon. I need to it is the easiest shit on the planet. My uh my manager fucking went to go in there and it was one day. Yeah. He he. It's just like two three days I think, but like. Something like in his favor happened, and he's like, "Yeah, okay." You know, I think it was like a small class, and they were able to just get everything done. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, so one class." I'm like, "I'm like, dude, good for you, man." It was good for fucking like twelve year old me because I'd go there, and it's a Bass Pro. And if you're not familiar with Bass Pro, it's a huge, huge stores uh, full of hunting, fishing, camping. You know, uh, just traveling supplies overall. It's not just hunting and fishing. Uh, they have pretty decent restaurants uh, inside them. They have the Bass Pro restaurant, and then they also have a, a fudge shop. So, like, shit, I would go smack down on some gator, get a you know, piece of peanut butter chocolate fudge, go right back to class. It was just a good fucking time. And, uh, and it was just, overall, it's an easy test to take, you know, because it is your God-given right to hunt and whatnot. But, you know, it's also nice to know that people aren't fucking stupid. Yeah, you just need the etiquettes. I was just like, from what I was told, it's basically like knowing when to pull that trigger and when not to. Yeah. Like if you it is, don't, don't try to fucking just shoot unless you know you're going to kill it. It's knowing some of the laws of how far you can shoot away from roads and mm-hmm. like little shit like that, but it's never something. It's common sense is what it basically is. Exactly. It's never like, all right, so you're inside a deer, field dressing, you see it's tenderloin, but you don't see it small intestine. Did you cut too hot? And like, it's never, it's nothing ever like that. Um, and you know, it's, that is kind of the st- most of it for most recreational permits and licenses, like boating license. It's not too, too horrible to get. Um, Motorcycle license was pretty easy after it all was done. It's like, okay, so, um, yeah, you guys are done. And now I'm going to tell you the secret to riding a motorcycle. It's all mental. He's like, just you just gotta be aware of everything around you. Wherever you look, the bike goes. There you go. He's like, ninety nine percent of it, it's just mental games. Just knowing, am I safe? He's like, right, physically riding a motorcycle, anyone can do it. He's like, the real part about riding a motorcycle is just situational awareness and knowing your surroundings and when you're safe and when you're not safe and how to get out of these situations. Situational awareness is so crucial. It is. It, it's a huge gaming term. Situational mm-hmm. awareness. You know, you'll you'll hear of clutches and whatnot, where it's uh, one person versus numerous. Yeah. And like you, just picturing situations that you're in is so huge. But like I've seen it affect my driving a lot. Like if you know if you have a good situational awareness, because I'm like, well, he's gonna cut that person off. They're ultimately gonna break. Mm-hmm. No one's to my left. I'm gonna check my blind spot before I get into another lane, and I ultimately have to break and get behind people. So then I can just pass the asshole who cut someone off. And like just knowing that, so many people just get behind the wheel and just fucking go straight, and then don't even bother checking. Too busy texting. Yeah. Messing with the radio. I feel like it's fucking middle middle aged to elderly people that are far more dangerous with texting. They're like, teens, don't do it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, if, you know, and this isn't promoting texting and driving, 
But I'm like, if I ever had to be behind, you know, in the passenger seat of someone behind the wheel, I would much rather a teenager who is much more situational aware, reaction time is much more higher, eyes are better, hearing is better, just overall a faster moving system than someone who has to put their fucking glasses on the bridge of their nose and and their yeah, but that teenager is so like aware of that text message. That's the only thing that like when you're a teenager, you got one focus, and that's the only thing you're thinking of. Like, oh shit, text message. I feel like the the brain is still so young, multitasking could be easier. True. And here we are, fucking like pros and cons of texting and driving. <laughs> In a situation where it had to be done. Yeah. It's just so. It's like if you have to put glasses at the bridge of your nose and hold your phone a foot away, like to text. It's like not. Nope. It's nope. all these fucking soccer moms, and minivans. I'll be on my motorcycle. Oh my god. I'll see them texting and driving. I just look at them like, fuck you. You're gonna risk fucking my life, you motherfucker! Like, and their accident will be their fault, but they'll get out and yell at you as if you caused it. Oh, definitely. Everyone hates motorcyclists. So you're an asshole. You're doing this like you were on your phone. I actually make it a, a a point to not turn in front of motorcycles. I find it un well because motorcycles are harder to gauge. You know, We're also the fastest things on the road. Yes. So when you're too busy, you know, texting, and we go flying past you to get away from your fucking dangerous ass self, and then you're like, oh, fucking motorcyclist, what a fucking asshole, yeah, weaving in and out of traffic. Happened. Sorry that most of you motherfuckers are on your phones texting, driving, and we're just trying to live. Exactly. Like, it's so easy to get hurt on a motorcycle, and this is. Oh yeah, I'm not in a fucking anyone. shell. I'm. It's. Especially if you don't wear a helmet. I mean, it's your choice, man. I see those old guys. If you want to go out like that, go ahead. But, you know, if I have a chance of living from just falling off, I want to wear a helmet. Yeah. And it, you hear, you know, accidents happening because of it. And, and there, don't get me wrong, there are motorcyclists that are fucking assholes going 100 down the highway. Yeah. In and out of traffic. Yeah. It's just like fucking, there are good drivers that drive cars that don't text and drive at all. I mean, I feel like motorcycle etiquette should also be taught in driver's ed, even if you don't... I feel like everyone them. should have to take the motorcycle safety course. Yeah. That to get your be. license. You should know how it... You should have to know how to ride a motorcycle, understand their point of view on it, and, like, you... I get so pissed off when I'm riding my motorcycle, and I need to, like, switch lanes, or, like, oh, shit, my exit's coming up, I need to get over, or, oh, I need to make a left-hand turn at this intersection... But someone just cuts me off without a blinker. I'm like, use your fucking blinker. God God forbid I was going a little... It's a throttle, dude. You know how hard it is to control a fucking throttle? It's it's not like fucking keeping your foot in just one position. I mean, you can do it. But, like, it's very easy to just add too much pressure on your fucking wrist and you're going a little faster. Or maybe you're passing someone so you're going a little faster. And for all you know, maybe I have to accelerate for a reason. Oh, I didn't see your blinker. You didn't see me. Bam. You ran me over. And the the biggest situation that I, like, defend bikers in and, like, want to fucking punch people behind the wheel is in when it's, like, bumper-to-bumper traffic. You do not bumper-to-bumper motorcycles. Oh, they need yeah. To, they need to serpentine it. They need to go side-by-side. They need to wiggle back and forth because if it's at a gradual pace... They don't have like remember gravity is a thing on four wheels much easier to balance. I'm doing it's another thing about you know the speed thing with a bike is dude 
speed limit might be like 15 miles an hour. At 15 miles an hour, my feet need to be like on like dangling near the ground. Like, it's it's a balancing. I mean, I can go like two miles an hour with my clutch balance. I, I'm I'm good at that. I can balance myself. But like, speed is a factor in keeping your bike gyroscopically up. If you don't got speed, those things fall. Exactly. Like, will it fall sitting still and like no nothing to balance it with a no kickstand? Yes, it will. So going at a slower speed that doesn't you know you know provide some centrifugal force yeah it doesn't justify going 100 on the highway but that's why bikes go a little faster exactly it keeps you up give them some space they're gonna look like they want to do zigzags and they can't color inside the sometimes you gotta just warm up your tires though it, it, exactly especially if it's you know rain comes out of nowhere anything oh, yeah. like that you gotta gotta make sure that you know there's grip I mean, there's a reason why cars do it. But people, I don't, I don't think people realize the patch on a tire on a motorcycle is only the size of a credit card. That is your yeah. grip patch. That is not much keeping you on that fucking road when you have a fucking rocket between your fucking legs. <laughs> yeah, essentially what it is. Uh, I always wanted to look at street legal dirt bikes and shit like that, just because they're so much easier to to manage and the handling is like that's what they're made to do. I think sport bikes are probably. Everyone's like, oh, Crouch Rock is the most dangerous, but they're also, like, the most agile because they're made for, like, I mean, yeah, it's a sports bike, but I just, probably a little pressure, and I feel like it just shoots into the torrent. I don't know. Oh, I don't I'm with there. I, I used to ride dirt bikes all the time as a kid, and dirt bikes are a whole different setup from yeah. than a street bike. Oh, 100%. Like, they're very almost... It's bulky that you can control. It's because the bar mm-hmm. doesn't like to be turned as... Yeah, well, that's why you got to have fucking counter-steering. Counter-steering measures and whatnot. Yeah. Um, no, I'm 100% with you there. I love podcasts. It's just getting ruined. Got to love kids. We can cut this out. Is that yeah. It? Uh, Is that it? Yes! No, you're not. But yeah, all in all, man, just watch out for motorcycles. I just had, like, a family friend die this year. Holy shit. Because someone decided, oh, I need to, I need to pull out. I, you know, I don't know the whole story. I mean, I, motorcycles, people speed, like, 5, 10 over. Whatever it is, I don't know the whole story. But... Look out, man. Just always always just think that that motorcyclist is probably going a little too fast, so don't pull out in front of him. I mean, the biggest percent of motorcyclists that die is people making those left-hand turns, trying to just beat it. No. And then you, they get T-boned by a motorcycle, and the motorcyclist flies over the fucking car, and they're dead. And I mean, there's so much that Sorry, goes Sorry, guys. Into... Todd's in a quesadilla. No, not... And there's so much that goes into, you know, one, I mean, sometimes learning to ride is a bitch and a half. And, you know, you're worried about your own skin enough that it is, but, you know, shit, if you're an asshole behind the the, uh, the steering of a car, just fucking the etiquette to ones that are on, only on two wheels. I mean, they don't have a body, they don't have a shell to really, like, protect from any impacts. You have airbags, they don't. In fact, that's a, that's a big component of it. Um, I want to take a look into into riding and whatnot. One of the biggest dude, things I, I will retake the course with you. Mm. 
Hell yeah, I mean, we might have to take you up on that. Cause it's not that hard to learn. No. It, the clutch is the hardest part of it, but once you get that, it's super fucking simple. Now, this may sound stupid to me, but does the clutch affect gears as heavily as it does on... Because I'm aware of... Like, like, do you drive a manual bike? Yes. Okay. I, I wouldn't ever ride an automatic. Really? Yeah, I personally, I, I enjoy the the feeling of popping gear. And just You just can't beat it. Okay, okay. I might have to shoot automatic for the first one, get it down as to actually how to ride it. Well, they don't have automatics for um, the uh, the courses, so you got to learn manual. Not so at that point, <laughs> if you're learning manual for the, clo- uh, the course, why not just fucking... Yeah, exactly, if you already know how to do it. That you makes sense. Learn. I didn't know that. It's not, and it's sequential gear shifting, so it's literally one to six. Okay. So it's literally neutrals right here. You click down one, that's first gear, and then you click it full click up, and that's second, up third, up fourth, up fifth, up sixth, and then all the way down is back to one, but you do a half click, so not you don't click it all the way up. That's your neutral. Mm. So you just pull in the clutch, kick down. You're in first gear. You slowly ease off. They teach you the swing. You go five, four, three is when you're going to feel grip, and your hand should be like this. And then by the time you let go, you're going to start get some traction, and you feel the bike pull, and then you just add a little throttle, just enough, and you take off. Once you get in first gear, there you go. And then... Pull it in again, kick up, you slowly ease off again, add a little throttle, bam, second gear. Alright, I mean, it makes sense. It's it's so simple. Like yeah. It's easier riding a motorcycle than learning manual in a car. I believe that. I do believe that. Because, I mean, it's all right there. Like, it's all very compact. Like, there's not much more shit that they can put into... Also, it just helps that it's literally sequential. Yeah, there's no skipping a gear or anything. You you have to go into that gear. And if you're really good at your timing, but you're not supposed to do this, is if you can rev match, you can just don't even need to use your clutch. You can just kick it up. That's gonna destroy your fucking transmission. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'm flying on the highway. I'm like, eh, just meow. just kick it into gear. Okay, okay. That that's that that whole revving sound and. And kick forth that they do. I mean, I'm just revving to like 6,000 RPM, so I'm at a high thing where the bike's like, okay, getting ready to shift gears. So if you find the right spot, instead of where that clutch would like, you pop the clutch in, you can just kick it in the gear. It's bad for the bike, but yeah. every once in a while I'll do it just because I'm like, Because eh. he's a badass, that's why he is. Just because I f- just want to feel like a badass. Uh, I might start getting into modeling again. Oh, like physically, mod- I'm sorry, I've got into modeling too, but like building models. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 I feel it, I feel it. Yeah, you know, you were telling me about the uh, the, the plane. Yeah, the Blackbird. Uh, yes. The SR-71 I'm trying to build. Uh-huh. That is intimidating. Oh, I've... It's like a level five, and here I'm like a level one. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you bit it off hard. I uh, yeah. I was into it for a little while. Um, I do not have the patience for it. I have the patience it's for... It's relaxing. I got, I got Legos, though. I got Legos. Oh, yeah, Bionicles, man. That's yeah, dude, that. Bionicles. Uh, you want to know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start streaming the Bionicles game soon on PC. Nice. That game is phenomenal. Um, but, no, for those of you who don't know, so my modeling was never huge. I just did it for small, like, clothing lines and this and that. I really just kind of help them out so they didn't have to pay anyone, and I got free clothes and shit. 
And, uh, well, I don't know if I would ever do it professionally. My only issue is, is like, they want open availability for mm-hmm. most shoots and whatnot. I'm like, no, I'm free on the weekends. So you're not going to get me during the week. Yeah. And, well, they they always want you to go straight to downtown Chicago. Straight yeah. to it. I'm like, that's the only place I don't drive. That's the only place I do not drive. City is hectic for driving. It. Re- I mean, I feel bad for some people visiting Chicago, especially for, like, big sports events mm-hmm. or, like, gaming events, shit like that. Because I'm like, hands down... The only other place that has the most aggressive driving manner like this would have to be New York City. I do not think of any other... Like, I landed in Phoenix, Arizona. Big city. That's a big city. Nowhere near as difficult as it is LA traffic, bro. You like traffic? No, it's LA traffic. LA traffic. I feel like LA is just... It's at a larger capacity, but it's not as aggressive. True. It's more just sitting in your car. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, New York's pretty fucking just getting cut off all the time, like taxi cabs and stuff. Well, what sucks is our lanes are fucking difficult. Like, you don't ever know if this left, if the leftmost lane is going to turn into a left turn lane or if it's going to stay the leftmost lane. True. And then it forces you to merge at last second if it's not your turn. And, uh, you know, Joliet's a good way to, to prepare yourself. <laughs> yeah, for, downtown for Joliet yeah. with all the one. I hate fucking one way roads. The only one time I like it is that one time in driver's ed when you get told, yeah, you can turn left on a red light onto a one way from another one way. And I went, I can do this, motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm just turning on those. That's the only time I thoroughly enjoy it because I'm like, I listened. I listened in class. I get rewarded. Um, and yeah, one ways are a huge thing. And it, it's just so very condensed, so very quick. There's not, mm-hmm. not a lot of forgiveness. Uh, and then their horns get used a lot. Um, but, yeah, if you don't know where you're going, Chicago is one of those that, you know, you very much so have to have someone co you. got to be so aggressive. Yeah. And uh, I was driving up to River Grove every morning for training for, my new, for, for the job. And holy shit, that sucked. That was like an hour 45 every morning. And I was driving through Maywood, not the best of places, um, 294, 88, everything had construction perfectly, perfectly when I was going up there. They don't even have it anymore now. Yeah. I'm like, that's rude, rude as shit, what that is. <laughs> and I don't know if Illinois is making more money right now, but there is traffic like, everywhere. Yes. Like there's con- there's construction everywhere now. Like it's just it's like every five years we're doing construction. Exactly past Maple on 80, 80, 80 eastbound, fifty five south and fifty five north south of I eighty uh, is down to single lanes, uh, two ninety four eighty eight. Um, hell, we suck at finishing projects. Yeah, we do. Um, Construction really needs to be done at nighttime. I don't know why we're still a state that rocks day, but it's just so much safer and better for everyone. Even the workers. I talked to some of the workers. I know some, and uh, they're, they're like, we can see better during at night because even though they have to turn on lights, the lights don't reflect off of the ground like the sun does. Yeah. And they can see more clearly, and it's a little bit cooler conditions for them. Oh, yeah. And... I just don't know why we don't switch to it because my, my drive has been increased from 20 minutes to an hour just to get down to, you know, where I work. And that fucking sucks. Uh, but uh, maybe it's successful. Maybe it's not. Construction is a, another no joke in Illinois. You know, yeah. you can GPS it all you want, but 
you know, add another 10, 15, 20 minutes to whatever that GPS is, including, you know, it stating there's traffic, and then you might have a good ballpoint figure. Um, one of the things I'd probably miss out on if we moved out to Austin is, uh, dude, the food here is pretty killer, though. We have so yeah, much it, random culture. Don't even try to get a pizza outside of Chicago. No, no. It's the nowhere else. The beefs, the hot dogs, the sausages, the pizzas, the euros. You ain't getting a fucking pizza uh-huh. anywhere outside this area no. without. And <sighs> and so many people go. Chicago's known for deep dish, and yes. I however, mean, Chicago I, actually was known for a thin crust first. Yeah, and it, and that's exactly how I was going to get there first. Is that they? It's just good pizza everywhere you go. Is just good pizza now there are going to be People better say, places no new york's pretty good in new york you're okay i mean if you want that one giant slice to fill you up but yeah. uh, we have gas stations that do that i mean you shouldn't be going to a place to do that um yeah deep dish is phenomenal it, it's like it's like going to a a dinner versus going to like a gourmet restaurant oh yeah. very occasionally do you want to spoil yourself with waiting an hour for a huge deep dish that's very very and there's satisfying. some there's some places out there that you can get a fucking Killer pizza. Exactly. Uh, but I'm a thin crust person. I'm a thin or a pan. Pizza's pizza for me, pizza's man. Pizza's pizza. And we just make it right. We really do out here. Like, shit, there's even some good places like Aurelio's. Uh, and Aurelio's is probably my favorite franchise. Yeah. They Their sauce is on the sweet side. Dude. A crust is very important, but the sauce is number one. Sauce if you have a bad there. sauce... It's a fucking horrible pizza. Stop putting just red sauce on everything. Yeah. Put marinara seasoning. Like, yeah, it's gravy for a reason. Yeah, 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 fucking Italians. They don't call it sauce. It's gravy. It's gravy. It's gravy. Um, I made the most disgusting slice of pizza uh, like two days ago. It was phenomenal. However, it just looked bad. Next time you're over, I'll cook you a pizza, man. I'm getting really oh, yes. fucking good at making these pizzas. Yeah? yeah. I have a fucking recipe for the dough down and everything. I, I, uh, that's awesome. No, I, I want to get into oven, oven baking or brick oven. Sorry. I'd and, love to have an oven brick. And what I made was it was only from like an Rosati's. oven brick a brick oven brick Jesus oven. Christ yeah, no worries no worries and it's only a brick of it, it was only one slice of pizza and it was only from Rosati's it was like the you know mm-hmm. one giant one you get but so I Sbarro's ain't bad for shitty food, a pizza it is it, I get the uh, it's super expensive beef stromboli from there Ooh. which is pretty decent it's generally just an Italian beef like tube calzone mm-hmm. um, but I smothered it in jardinera peppers uh, as you do, jars go good on pizza. If you have yet to try it, do yourself a favor. Put Italian it on pizza. beef and hot jardinera on a pizza. Dude. Oh my god, your asshole might fucking oh regret my god. it. But it's so fucking good going down the hatch. What is it? Uh, what's the one pizza? The, the giant franchise, Papa John's. They made an Italian mm. beef pizza. Beef, peppers, all melted on into there. Turned out pretty good. You and know what? They do have a good one. A Philly cheesesteak. Yes. The Philly cheesesteak from Papa John's. Oh, that's dangerous. Uh, I'm also a big fan of buffalo chicken pizza. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, get it from the right place. Comes out pretty Fucking, decent. Fucking uh, Twofers, dude. It actually has a really good buffalo chicken pizza. Do they really? Really. I don't like their... Uh, I'm not going to say I don't like. I, I'm pretty equal opportunity food-wise. Um, but no, we'll have, we'll have to try that. Yeah. And Their buffalo chicken... The buffalo chicken's good, but their barbecue chicken pizza is fucking pretty yeah. good. I do like barbecue chicken. Even like, their it's four a sweet tang like to it. Yeah. 
Um, it, we're also really good about that here is switching up pizza styles and whatnot. Uh, my favorite is pizza Bianca, which is made instead of gravy. It has uh, it's made of olive oil, um, made of olive oil, and then it gets baked with uh, things such as tomato and spinach, and it and it comes out like in a, in a sweet and salty like form because it's olive oil it's all very emphasized on the cheese and uh the oils you know being very very potent with it what's that one venetian flatbread or something yes kind of like dude yeah. that shit's fucking so good oh man but what i always have a good soft spot in my heart for is a good margarita pizza i have yet to try one you've never never had tried dude. one i like taco okay. pizza so there's a place in plainfield called uh big Polly's. yeah Fucking, they use an oven, uh, fucking, I, I can't say it, a brick oven, no, no, it's a fire, what kind of oven is it? It is a fire roasted oven, or whatever the fuck sure, it is, sure. and dude, their margarita pizza is fucking, it's so good. We honestly are, that's probably the reason why I would ever stay, is the variety of just sheer food, because mm-hmm. we have, we named off all these the slices tux, of pizza. The tech- uh, ah, Tex-Mex is pretty good down Tex-Mex, there. Yeah. But, I mean, Mexican food here in Chicago is fucking... Exactly. Like, everyone goes Tex-Mex. And I'm like, yeah, but... Like, we got the real... We got the real shit. And the real shit is fucking... Fin- Pastor is great. There's Carnia a Sada lot of... Great. Like, people oh. think, like, what is it? Like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of German and Polish people in, like, Chicago back, you know, in the day... Nah, man, you'd be surprised on how much Mexicans are in fucking Chicago. Very diverse, very it's diverse very, area, yeah. and it's not like we don't have that anymore. But if I wanted to pick up uh, just like fresh pastor, say like burrito or oh say God. tacos, and then get fucking saganaki uh, cheese, like just fired up, fried on the same plate, I can do that. Or get some German nine-inch sausage, uh, habanero know, grill, uh, yeah, uh, fucking and on Essington, yeah. Dude, holy shit, that place is fucking amazing. I uh, I was eating two dollar tacos. Two dollar tacos, yeah. I, I, I they, they load up on them. Like I went there with the girlfriend, man, and uh, I was like, yeah, I'll take six tacos. I'm like, they're two dollar tacos, so they can't be much. She's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I want they're... six dollar taco. I mean, six tacos. So just bring them out. She brings them out on a plate, and she's like, okay, all the chefs want to know. You wanted six tacos. I'm like, yeah, she brings out the plate. Oh, I <laughs> fucked up. Dude, just stacked with meat yep. and cheese and everything. I'm like, oh, I fucked oh, up. I ate three of them. And I was like, uh, I'll have to try to go for the fourth. I went for the fourth one. I was so fucking full. I was like, you know when you're trying to jam something down your throat and it just won't go anymore? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. they were so good. Um, I went to Tacos R Us. And same way, I, I get a harache, which is just, you know... Uh, it's kind of like a taco, but on like mm-hmm. a soft pita bread, like fried. Ooh. And uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of shrimp or pastor, cooked in its kind of like form, of course, smothered in you know cilantro. And dude, I oh, it just hits different. It just hits different. Dude, there's so much good food in the city. There's Lavaca's Margarita Bar. Yeah. Twenty dollar pitchers. Of margaritas, uh, <laughs> you got fucking honky tonk, which is a barbecue joint, dude. There's so barbecue is really good up here too. Oh my god! Like you go, like we're getting like Tennessee. Was it Tennessee's like the best? 
barbecue. See, uh, all, or all southern states t- uh, claim that you know they're the best. Some way, well, you gotta realize we have Cajun St. Louis and is pretty fucking good. Apparently, they're like yeah, really coming up with their barbecue. Exactly. Like we have, we not only have Cajun, but we have phenomenal barbecue. Dude, we have everything. We do have everything. That's the only benefit to living in Illinois is, it, and being this close to Chicago. The only thing I have yet to get, but we have, is uh, like a good cup of like pho. Uh, like the Asian, like true ramen with like. Oh, dude! There's a place like in Plainfield. Um, I can't think of what, what it's called. But there's a good ramen place. I'll I'll send you the place. Okay. Also, there's. Oh, there's just so much, so much good things. So much good things. I'm so hungry now. I'm starving. I have the quesadilla next to me. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's Taco Bell. That is Taco Bell. A uh, man for someone whose stomach is shit, man. I, I love Taco Bell. Um. I mean, we could probably talk food all day long. I've been watching uh, Binging with Babish. Oh, dude, that, that show's pretty I fucking kick I love him. And, like, I, I'm never going to cook half the shit that he does. Yeah, he goes over the top. It's just, it is really entertaining. Uh, I love his attention to detail. It's over the top, but, man. He's like, this is probably going to break my pan, but I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it. I love that he redoes it if there's mistakes. Um, you know, just, it, it's, it's really, I think Binging with Babish was the last like 100% original idea I saw on, on YouTube because you know cooking shows that's a thing however taking all the show um, pop culture is my bread and butter it's all of ours we, mm-hmm. we, we non-stop talk about films about shows about uh, you know just really everything in that aspect and when he comes out and he says I'm gonna be cooking the food from there I never did that because the there's Bob's not burgers, recipes. burgers. Yes. It, yeah. I never How the did fuck that. does he like put that? And that's the thing, man. He's taking these recipes out of his fucking ass. He's just making them based upon how it looks mm-hmm. and based upon dishes that were seen otherwise. Like he cooked the final dish in ratatouille. Yeah. 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 And and he went into the history of it, and he just very much so entertaining while doing. Overall, it. production wise, it's it's fucking a good show. So simplistic, but. Grade A mm-hmm. for sure goes above and beyond with everything. I'm probably gonna subscribe to his Patreon here soon just to do it. Uh, I need a. I'm gonna be opening one soon for Patreon. Someone pitched the idea. Uh, shout out to my boy Marquise. He is a huge supporter of NSO. Bought all, some of our merch and he's been on a couple of our streams. But he pitched the idea to me and said uh, that, hey, I would pay thirty bucks a month to get either exclusive gear, watch you guys edit, you know, voice my opinion to you guys about what you should be doing. And that's why I think I'm going to be doing is I'm soon going to start streaming my video editing process because I always feel like I lose a lot of valuable time by not streaming. But I but I'm editing, so I'm still pumping out content, but no one can see it until it gets uploaded. And not all the streamer viewers watch YouTube, while not all the YouTube viewers watch Twitch. Mm-hmm. So I felt like it was a good idea on his behalf, because I'm like, shit, if you do that, I'm like, hop on this stream while I'm actually editing, and tell me, do you like this clip? Do you not like this clip? I'm Damn, like, tell dude, me what you want to edit. 30 bucks a fucking month, throw out like a t-shirt every month. Get dude, it. I'll fucking do some artwork for you and just have a different t-shirt of the month. Exactly. Like, I mean... I've been looking at different vendors as to who should do be doing our merch. There's mm-hmm. Teespring.com, which is interesting, and all of these companies. So it's it's a nice 
chance for me. I wanted to open up NSO as a full clothing line, mm-hmm. but it's a good time for content creators as a whole, not only just me, because there are so many places willing to sell clothes on your behalf. As long as you provide them the logo and it's not copyrighted or it's your copyrighted, you know, there's no infringements and they sell on your behalf at, at market pricing. Yeah. You know? Of course, buying bulk is cheaper. Selling it on your behalf is cheaper, but they're selling it without me needing to pay for shipping, go to the post office, anything like that, all on my behalf. Drop shipping. Exactly. And it's it, it's huge. I mean, eventually it's going to become, you know, much bigger and I'm going to be doing it on my own. And I'm still going to get, like, exclusive stuff that they don't offer. Like, I'm getting a uh, a three-quarter cut baseball tee where the body's black and its sleeves are gray. Dude, I love three-quarter sleeve I t-shirts. I love it. You should see Ooh, the ones I have on mine. You're, um, I might have to buy one. Oh, I'll show it to you. I, I'm so excited to get mine. But we used to sell a – it was a black body with – the sleeves three quarter of course and they were gray tie dye. Oh, it was a cyclone nice. tie dye is what it's called. And we did a white or gray vinyl in the NSO logo. Uh, you can tell, you know, from this shirt mm-hmm. and it's gonna be in the in the video that we advertise that this is one of my favorite shirts. You know, we did a teal vinyl logo with uh, white and blue and this was provided to us. Just shit like that and it looks so dope and I'm like Man, if I didn't suck as a high schooler at shipping and like really organizing myself, I'm like this could yeah. have been an LLC that you know really took off. But I mean, it did in terms of I was selling all to the high school to the vocational center. I was meeting, I was literally delivering orders out to Juliet when I was working at the YM or working <laughs> out at the YMCA to do that. And then um, I'm soon gonna be selling it at the gym. You know, because they sponsor me and whatnot. And, you know, when I get into powerlifting, you know, start wearing my own merch while, you know, getting bigger and looking better in it. Powerlifting, that has been, that's been a trip. So, to the audience, I, uh, I'm a skinny guy, but I, I can lift a lot. I weigh a buck 40 right now, and I can deadlift 385 was the last time that we actually tested it. Damn. Uh, the goal is to do 415 next. The world record for my weight is 450, and what's lacking is my hamstrings due to my car accident. We think if we strengthen that, uh, I stay in a formidable chance in like a year to, to break that. I think that'd be huge. Be awesome, bro. Yeah, I think even. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't even know where what, where we got in this conversation, but uh, yeah, it, it's just there's so many things to do that you know with with you know a moment in time is like we could do the possibilities for, for this yeah. is endless man and I, I just can't wait to be able to like get this podcast off get a, a good fucking following start selling t-shirts getting into a fucking brand mm. and like it's only been thoughts I haven't really talked about it to anyone or even on the podcast yet but I want to just start a brand where it's about being yourself mm. being an original just enjoying what it is to be a fucking human, man. And just taking advantage of just living this life that should not exist. I, there's just so much I could do with it. I, I want to empower people. I want to motivate them to fucking follow their dreams and do what they want. I, this is so much of it, man. Yeah, I, what I was told to look at... My, my mother always comes up with a really random, unconventional careers for me to pursue. Mm-hmm. Uh, she knows I won't pursue them, but she's like... I think you'd be a good inspirational speaker. I'd love to be an inspirational speaker. I think it would be, yeah. And she said, that and a priest 
We're not going that route. Yeah. We're not going that route. If I'd, I burn when I walk in, yeah, I might have up. to turn my ass around. I have a cross tattooed on my arm. That's enough. That's <laughs> Yeah, that, that's an exception to heaven, right? I do want to live stream when I get more tattoos. You know, because there's the IRL streams and whatnot. I've been meaning to get a tattoo. I just can't commit to something yet. I have a couple ideas, but it's like, I don't know. I want to get the uh, I wanted to get the Blink-182 logo okay. right on my fucking pack. But Blink-182 is a piece of shit now that Tom left. <laughs> Fucking, I like Matt Skiba. I love, I love Alkaline Trio. I just don't like him and Blink and what Blink's doing. Yeah. So maybe I just get the NASA tattoo on my arm like I wanted. Yeah, I mean that's. I feel like that's pretty good. The biggest thing I can recommend for tattoos, piercings, you know, whatever it may be, body mods is what they fall under. Is give it room to expand because eventually you may want a half sleeve. And then if you put, dude, I'd love to have a sleeve, but I'm like, mm, the, the, I better be a rock star at that point. I mean, I'm gonna be doing half. And, mm-hmm. you know, still rolling my sleeves up to here. Of course, sleep, bro. Exactly. I mean, yeah. And uh, take take Adam Levine for a moment. Uh, yeah, the, that dude went overboard. He he got what we called stickered. So they're really good tattoos. They weren't done shittily or anything. The line work, the shading, it all looks good on them. But you notice how none of those could be turned into actual sleeves. Or yeah, it's just pull. like one giant suit tattoo. Th- it looks like someone took a whole bunch of you know temporary tattoos and put them on him at once. Yeah, that's what you want to avoid. You want to be able to build off of it. So that's Travis why, Barker did a really good job with his whole body tattoo. Yes, yeah, it just flows right. And if it flows right, if it pieces like this one, eventually is going to be going up to my chest and my back, and I just want it to be you know all together. That's why. It's so it's so bad to just do piece by piece. You really want to think about the full spectrum. Even if you can afford to only do piece by mm-hmm. piece, I respect it. You know, I'm not going to stop you. Uh, and yeah, of course you, yourself. Ex- of course. And, you know, if it, the idea changes while you go on, change it accordingly. But you don't want to put something that is totally disagreeable with any other concept right in the middle of a limb or your torso that can't be expanded on. Head to bash on the girls that have like the tattoos on their like upper thighs mm-hmm. or fucking the under the boob curtain or just like there's some weird tattoos I see girls get I'm like you can't do anything with that like it, it sticks out too much. The the biggest thing for me because I agree with you there. Well, mandala tattoos I think is what those are referred to that it's the 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 breast mm-hmm. or you know the breastplate and. They look good. I mean, chances are they're not going to be working with those areas as when well. When you're older, but I don't think it's going to look as good. <laughs> it may not. It may not. It's looking good and when you're young and you're 20, but wait till you're 40 and you're old. And the thing is, if you want to work with your ribs, those kind of cut off, you know, the sides of your of yeah, your ribs. Yeah, talk about just the pain right there. Yeah, rib tattoos are the rib fucking tats- worst next to the fucking the head. It's the head, back of thigh, ribs. And like under the armpit. Under, yeah, sorry. That this fucking sucked. He had to do the mm-hmm. rim of my armpit, and that one was hell and a half. And the the only thing. Oh, I don't, that's right. The fucking the top yeah, of your foot. Yes, right? the foot. Thank you. The the thing I don't like about those tattoos are they're the they're the new generations like tramp stamp. It's like the yeah the, the boob. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. could you be creative? And like in any way, I mean, like shit. If oh my god, so I saw this thing on Instagram, yeah. and like I have to get it. Out. I have to get it. <laughs> and 
Sock like, up. Take if you want something lifting up your boobs, do make do like them, Superman. Exactly, <laughs> do Superman. Do the Greek myth. Uh, do the Greek Titan. Mm, uh, I can't remember go. his name. Where he has to physically lift up the, the earth. Yeah. His, it is on his arms. Do that. Except one arm is holding up one boob, and the other. You know what's the, the greatest, most creative one I've saw? Was the dude that the amputated arm was the shark? Yes. And then the cat's butthole. The belly button. <laughs> the cat. Yeah. The the belly button cat's butthole one that's always an interesting one I want to get Mr. Poopy butthole tattooed on like one of my ass cheeks just as a dude I've always wanted to just have like an ass tattoo just like one day someone sees it like really I'm like yeah you, you get branded like bam from uh, jackass and jackass <laughs> 2 uh, it's a whole bunch of dicks it was, it was supposed to work once <laughs> if you quit flinching like a bitch <laughs> um, I love those movies I, I, I love those a lot cause like they're not Serious. It's like a Tosh.0 episode made oh, into an hour and a half long. Yeah. Uh, I still watch a little bit of Ridiculousness. I still watch some Tosh.0. Uh, I'm the only person who likes uh, Chanel West Coast's laugh. Oh, that thing is like a dolphin just oh, crying for I love help. It. it might be because she's so pretty I get like dumb, you know, just, just looking. She is attractive, quite... but that laugh just ruins it. You know what? I can mute it. But I feel like she's kind of ghetto looking sometimes too. I mean, for me it's like... I don't care what you wear. <laughs> not, not, not. I don't care. I only care what you look like without it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There we go. To get to get the uh, the male bravado going on. Damn, bro. Collectively, we've had we're at three hours. Yeah, that's exactly where we should be. Yeah. Is that three hour including part one? That's with part one. So um, we're at two hours. Yeah. Well. Did you, do you think killing it would be the best? We probably should kill it. Just maybe. Just maybe. Just maybe. Like, this probably could go on for like five more hours. It could. It could. It, it's I never a dull it. moment with you, and it really flew by. I mean, I would love to be as recurring as you want me to Dude, be. Dude, you can come on every fucking week if Dude, you want. Dude, I'm about it. I'm about it. If we get you that other microphone, you might have another one of me's here. Yeah, bro. That'd be, that'd be pretty sick. I want to try to get like a couple people on, but like... Kind of may take away the point of uh, what this one-on-one podcast. I, I think is. the maximum should be four. I want to definitely want to have four people on. I want to get my uh, fucking my buddies Moises on there. Fucking get love uh, him. My buddy Brandon and Nick. Okay, you haven't met those guys, but that would be one hell of a podcast. Fucking used to hang out every Thursday back in high school. <laughs> the the good old days. Like fucking high school so long ago. I mean, I I mean I graduated in twenty, twenty seventeen. Dude, yeah, that's not and, long. And at all. so many people. I graduated in twenty thirteen. Yeah, I I, that's how I know. Like I'm for sure the youngest. <laughs> yeah. In the baby. Uh, yeah, in our in our Fuck, friend Todd, group. you're not even twenty one yet, man. Oh uh, nope, not one bit. I just turned twenty four. Jesus Christ. How's it feel, man? Old. My hip hurts. Yeah. Shit, bodies. Our bodies fall apart after yeah. a while. Fucking, I woke up on my 24th birthday with heartburn. I'm like, really? Is this the rest of my life now? Is this gonna be every fucking day? Thank God it went away. Uh, I had that at like at 12 at one point, and I just found the trick was to lean on my side, and it just fixed itself. I'm like, yeah. There you uh, go. Well, then we'll we'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up, man. Thank you, my guy. It was, uh, it was a pleasure to be here. Oh, absolutely, it was an honor. Uh, we'll look forward to a stream. We'll make it an announcement. 
I will be doing, uh, you know, the video portion of part one as an advertisement yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, let's see how that, then, like, uh, 30 minutes goes. Look, look forward to, uh, you know, seeing some A Moment in Time merch, because I'm fucking about it. I'd, I'd hope so. And if you guys, you know, get five stars on Apple or whatever like, podcast platform you guys use, uh, I'm on Instagram. That's where you're going to find your updates for the podcasts before they drop, when they do drop. Uh, I mean, that's the main thing. Just follow me on there at uh, Austin Dillon Podcast. Uh, I'm going to try to get the YouTube channel going. Don't know how great that's going to go. Thank God for Todd's going to help out with that. Good job. Um, as always, guys, have a good day. Take care. Love you guys. Oh, yeah, wait. Todd, one more time, where can people find you and your right, so stuff? People can find me at twitch.tv NSO underscore cash. They can find me on YouTube at New School Originals. This is an asshole thing of me, but my Instagram is God, G-O-D-D, <laughs> underscore, over cash. It's a play on words. Uh, 100%. I, like I lost a bet. And my Twitter is NSO underscore cash. Feel free to reach out to me in any way, shape, or form you'd like me to. Constructive Curtison is my best friend, and so are you. And on that, take care, guys.